2: Hey everybody, it's Mike and before we start the episode this week, uh, we just wanted to share some unfortunate news. Our co-host AJ and his wife Alicia lost their dog Samson uh, just recently and it's been a tough time for them. I'm sure anybody out there that has lost an animal before knows how how incredibly rough uh it is losing a best friend and, and essentially a family member so sean and i just wanted to dedicate this opening to samson aj and alicia and say a couple nice words
0: ever since i would known aj and alicia uh i've known samson and that's over 10 years Um, And I know what it's like to lose uh, one of your best friends and your best friend in the entire world, mostly. One time we were at AJ and Alicia's house, it was a housewarming party, and I was sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce, minding my own business. And for some reason, Samson just couldn't hold it. So um, he took a poop, uh, but not just in one pile. He pooped all the way around me, creating what is a perfect circle around me. And that was forever known as circle shits. Um, I've been in a lot of circle pits before but none as brutal as that one and uh, I feel honored to to be honest. Samson was uh, such a delight and I countless times dog sitting for him. Um, he couldn't have been any better. Uh, I know that he brought a lot of light to AJ and Alicia's life and vice versa. Uh, he couldn't have had a better life without them. I uh, would just like to say I love AJ and Alicia with all my heart and our R.I.P. Samson.
2: Yeah, we love you guys, and and definitely R.I.P. Samson. Let's do a quick moment of silence from all confused breakfast land for Samson. And then, of course, let's start the episode the way Samson would want us to.
3: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and using the clapper to turn your lights off as you snuggle in to watch on this. This podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, nicknamed Bug and Spray, Sean Pryor <laughs> and AJ Vins. How the heck are you guys? Yeah. At uh. least I'm not a gnat. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's fine with me. Bug? Gnat? <laughs> Ooh. Huh? little resemblance there. <laughs> well, and and I want to mention it again. I, I, you guys heard that amazing. Amazing audio that uh, Mortal Kombat cry yell yeah, in, really the, in the in the in the con- saying confused breakfast in that style. That's our friend Kyle Wyatt. He's the original voice of the Mortal Kombat yell cry from 29 years ago, and he's an all-around good dude, friend of ours, friend of the pod. Um, go check him out. We got a link in the bio. He's he's trying to raise some money through Cameo to basically um, send proceeds to A21, which helps end human trafficking. Great dude, great cameos. Uh, check him out. Ruffian20 on TikTok. Yeah, but before we get started, you know what we do right we do review time
1: time.
3: All right, so I got two of them for you. These come from the Facebook page Remember if Ah. you're if you're a big dummy and you don't have Apple Podcasts (laughs) and you can't leave reviews Because you're a spotifier you can do it on Facebook.
0: I'm a -er. spotifier spotifier. I never I never I never really I never review reviews
4: I, no, never okay. write, I
1: never write reviews. I don't
4: review reviews. <laughs> I don't either. I, I, why would I spend my time doing that? Yeah, that's stupid. I guess, actually, I do spend my time doing that for this show. I review reviews. <laughs> you actually do. You just don't write them.
3: Exactly. There we go. So, well, this one, this one, actually, interestingly enough, comes from Becca Tice, who I attended her wedding reception last night, which wow. is why I'm very hungover. So Uh-oh. thanks a lot, Becca. Uh, she says, really great podcast. Love the fun facts. My usual go-to murder podcast can get heavy, so I switch it up with these guys to bring my mood back up up up, up. Yeah. They are hilarious. Highly recommend. Well, oh, that's awesome. I know. Thank I you. know the
0: title of the episode today says Uncle Buck, but we are talking about uh, the
3: New York Ripper tonight, you guys. And that's when things got really weird.
4: I uh, I really appreciate that review from from, from Becca. Yep. And yeah. Congratulations on on, on the your, nuptials on your
3: nuptials. That's awesome. Thank <laughs> you very much, Becca. And we got another one from Nick Fulkerson. He says, "Love listening to these guys. I laugh with them and love how detailed they get with the movies. I found my movie podcast. Excited for more episodes. On episode four now." Now big so far, Beetlejuice is my favorite. All right, I think we did think Beetlejuice was pretty good it when we good when episode. we did our review. So yeah, yeah. who yeah, knows? Was... Nick may not be listening anymore. He may have gone on and hit a couple more episodes and said, "I hate this podcast."
2: That's very so. true.
4: If he if he makes it in, and usually the the, the dropping point is Three Ninjas <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're like, you, "You guys, you guys are the worst people on
0: earth. destroying my childhood." But well, then they like go to Breakfast Club and they're like, "Oh wow, intellectual. Yeah. Oh wow, feelings. <laughs> these bo- these are sad boys." That's you know? true. Yeah, deep um, down, we really are. We really are. Thank you, Nick. Uh, I to be to be anyone's show of choice, uh, no matter it's what pretty the amazing. genre is pretty cool. So that, thank you. That,
4: that is part of the podcast dream to say this is my this is my go to show
3: for movies and, and fun stuff. There's a lot so, of them out there. So if you want to hear your review, read, uh, we just really appreciate them. Go leave one, uh, hook us up. We're trying to we're trying to do good things in the world. So the more reviews we get, the better things go. So yay. Yes. if you're enjoying it, have fun with it. Positive energy. But yes. you could also leave us a voicemail. And like yeah. this is this is super important. We have a we have a phone number. It's 319-804-9596. 96. You can call and, and we've had some very funny voicemails, but this one, uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna play it for you guys because it's okay. I, I it's insanity. You guys gotta hear this.
4: Hey guys, this is Dustin from Dallas, Texas. Hey, y'all don't have to share this, but I just wanted to let you guys know on a personal level in 2020, because of COVID, I lost my business, my home, and the day after Christmas, my wife decided to leave me because I couldn't support her. I've been so depressed and on so many medications, In the past six months, I've been so down and low, almost at times wanting to throw in the towel. I just want you guys to know I found you about a week and a half ago. And for the first time in six months. I genuinely laughed and smiled. And I just wanted to thank you guys for that. You got a forever follower. And I thank you guys so much. And even though it may not be played, I just want you to know that you guys have at least saved one life with your content. Thank you. Love y'all like my friends.
3: Bye. D- Dustin from Dallas. Do we we t- I tried to actually text Dustin back and I was like, man, I don't, I I can't text you what I want to say. So I think we all kind of agree that we wanted to personally like reach out to you and say, man, like I personally last 2020 was the worst year of my life, you know, in nowhere near to what you had. And it's just crazy how everybody had a tough time. Everybody went through some really bad times, but people had it worse than you did in different aspects. And man, I'll tell you what, this podcast made me, it helped me get better by doing this podcast when we, when we decided to start this. So knowing that it actually helped you out, Dustin is an an absolutely incredible thing. Like i never thought that I'd hear something like that from what we do, just having a good time as buddies and stuff. So man, I'm, I'm so glad you're, uh, I'm so glad you're loving it, dude. And, and yeah, I hope things are looking up for you, man. And and you said, you got a forever follower. You got a forever friend in us for Mm -hmm. sure, man. Thank you yeah
0: just so. hang in there dude it's uh that sounds like a whole bunch of shit and uh, i don't wish that on anybody whatsoever um i'm there with you man uh the whole medication thing is a fucking stupid ass journey that you got to go through and uh I've, I've been going through that as well so I'm, I'm with you there dude um we love you we need you uh do stick in there hang in there dude like it's just it's a bunch of bullshit going on right now and uh, i totally feel for you um but just just know that uh that meant the world to uh all of us i know that and um yeah yeah i don't know what to say i know dude
4: <laughs> yeah it's 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 really hard to know what to say when you hear something like that that comes through um and you know i i think and i don't mean it in a weird way or anything but that's that's never our intention you don't start a podcast thinking you're gonna affect somebody like that right right? (laughs) You you start it for the the fact that we get to sit around with our friends and uh and you know have a drink and talk about the movies that we love and that obviously a lot of other people love and then when you hear that you know somebody gets affected by that and people are saying that you know they feel like they're sitting around with their friends being able to listen to this podcast i think that's a um, that's a really, that's the biggest compliment in the world, uh, to know that, you know, you're having, uh, and being able to smile and laugh, uh, along with us, uh, while we do the show. And we just, I just, I can't tell you how much we appreciate that.
0: Yeah. You know l- we literally are just, are all drinking beers right now. <laughs> yeah. And to, to know that, that us just doing our yuck yucks and everything is, is getting you, getting you, uh, past your day or making you smile or making you laugh, um, That's all I could ever ask for uh, in doing this, and I never asked for that even. So um, thank you very much for saying all that.
3: I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's amazing, dude So hope all's well down there, Dustin Thanks for doing that And again, you guys can We said call us and tell us how shitty we are about Three Ninjas <laughs> Or call us and tell us how truly much you love the show And how it's affected you in a crazy way So 319-804-9596 96. Yep, we, we love to hear from you And last thing before we dive in A little housekeeping We do have a Patreon yeah. And we've been doing some really cool stuff with it, guys So this is free content, right? You're loving it You listen to it for free We put in a lot of time if you want to support us And you're having a great time You can go to the Patreon uh, Type in Confused Breakfast There's a couple tiers Just support us There's also a tier Where you get to hear A bunch of uh, Behind the scenes chat Where we've talked about Some extra stuff about Goonies Mortal Kombat uh, This We talk conspiracy theories yeah. There's basically Just a gigantic backlog for you And then for 10 bucks, You get to help us Pick upcoming movies And we always mention you So these are our Amazing staff pick $10 people Dane Joel Tony B P.T. George jordan nick marula joseph Ken can kenziuk kenziuk i got that okay. joseph kenziuk alicia and nick fulkerson are reviewers so maybe hey. nick's still yeah. around then i wow. think we just proved that hey cool. all right but hey you guys will always be number one we we appreciate you if you want to check out more go to the patreon that's right. Yeah,
0: uh, there's some fun stuff there. We we don't really uh, we don't really have a filter on this portion of the show really much. But uh, I could tell you one thing: we don't. We have a zero 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 <laughs> zero point zero filter on our Patreon. So if you want to hear us get pretty crazy and talk about uh, why Mortal Kombat is actually really fucking awesome, <laughs> um, then you can do that.
4: Yeah, the Patreon guys is is literally a an avenue or a vehicle to help us continue to do this and and give more to you we're already trying to expand how we can give you more content and do more things and it's really just a catalyst to help us do that for you so if you enjoy listening to the show then that's that's the best way that we can continue to do this and and provide more for you if you're looking for more yeah,
3: so, hell yeah. That $10 tier, if you sign up now, is going to have uh, all that behind-the-scenes footage backlog that might end up being a score that will tide you over for the whole year. And speaking of scores that will tide you over for the whole year, the main character in today's movie mm. was hoping to score big and almost took his niece and nephew to a horse track. Wow. <laughs> this 80s movie showed, showed us that moving your teenage daughter to a new city and then leaving her with an uncle she barely knows is not a really good idea for parents. <laughs> We're, of course, talking about 1989's Uncle... Buck. And like, we always, and like we always do, Sean always gets us started. He gets us the the pertinent details, the background info about the movie before we dive in. So Sean, what do you got, man? It's the only reason why I'm here. It's the only reason uh, I, I have anything good in my life. Uh, okay. Hey, um, <laughs> he just looked at us like, are you going to say no? And we're uh, like, oh, that's pretty uh, much cool. it, man. <laughs> cool, cool.
0: Thanks, guys. Wow.
3: <laughs> so hey, uh, produced
0: by Tom Jacobson and our second... John Hughes movie, produced yeah. by John Hughes as well. Uh, music by Ira Newborn, edited by Lou Lombardo, Tony Lombardo, and Peck Pryor. P-R-I-O-R. That's how I spell my name. And this guy edited yeah. The Hot Chick, Pixels, The Animal, Master of Disguise, Disaster Movie, Vampires Suck, Without a Paddle, and Mortal Kombat Annihilation.
3: Are you serious? Pat wow. Pryor. So like the best Mortal Kombat movie. Exactly. Cool. My,
0: my wow. distant, 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 hopefully distant relative. <laughs> Sean um, Pecker.
3: <laughs> no, was it wasn't Pricker. It's Pricker. It's Pricker. Pricker, Pricker sorry. Yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> my fault. I appreciate it, you
0: guys. You guys are there for me. <laughs> Written and directed by John Hughes. Starring John Candy. Jean Louisa Kelly. Uh, Gabby Hoffman. Macaulay Culkin. Amy Madigan. Elaine Bromka. Garrett Lori Metcalf, fucking Saint, yep. uh, Jay Underwood, and Mike Starr. Uncle Bus, Uncle Bus, Uncle Buck <laughs> was the first movie of multi-picture deal with Universal under Hughes' a new company, uh, new production company Hughes Entertainment. If you can believe it or not, Hughes being a household name at this point, the film was given a budget of 15 million and began shooting J- January 4th, 1989, in Chicago. So at this point, he's he's got these movies under his belt. They're yeah. they're bankable. Uh, they giving giving these directors like this, like multi-picture deals was like a thing back in the day. I'm not really sure it's much of a, a thing anymore just because it's hard to bank on them anymore. Um, but obviously Hughes was hitting a stride and they, they were just like, yeah, whatever, whatever you, you want, but whatever it is. Yeah. Much like Breakfast Club, the production was kept as close to home as possible. The exterior of the school was New Tier High School in Northfield, Illinois, and three of its gyms were converted into sound stages for some of the film's sets, including both levels of the Russell House, Buck's Room, most of the interior of the school.
4: That's so crazy, like that, that, why does he keep doing this? I don't know. <laughs> What's going on, Because he did that, he did the he same did thing. He did it for Home Alone, right? Home Alone, yeah. He did it for uh, Breakfast Club? Oh yeah, that, that wasn't an actual library. They because they, it was too they small, so they they built out a bigger version of what they wanted. You know, so he just keeps doing it. He's like, no, we're gonna do it in a school.
0: He like, he's he just sees like empty abandoned schools, and he's just yeah. like. Movie sets. Yep,
3: soundstage. Movie
0: sets. Great. I'm doing
3: it. Well, did you? You mentioned it was New Trier West High School. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there, that was also the exterior for two other movies? Yes. Would you like to tell us? Uh, I would like you to tell us. I will tell you. Uh-huh. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh-huh. 16 Candles. It's yeah. a massive yes, school. Dude. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: says three of its gyms.
3: Yeah, <laughs> my Great. school had like two. <laughs> yeah. my, my school didn't have a gym? <laughs> They're like, you guys need to learn.
0: Well, you didn't go to school. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. St. Louis was the original location for the setting of the film. Yeah. I don't buy that. It's weird. Why would you want to do that? John
3: Hughes has done literally (laughs) all of his movies in Chicago. Why in the world? Would he just be like, we're going to do this one in St. Louis? It's just I, like,
4: I, I, idea.
0: I could understand, like, yeah, we're going to do this one in Cancun. Yes. And, you know, but like, it's, St. Louis is like a Chicago adjacent. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, well, it's a Midwest it's, city. It's blue collar Midwest,
4: like, you know what I mean? Like, city, city vibes, like, and su- suburb vibes, you know what I mean? Like, hey, go
3: blues, okay? Yeah. Yeah, blue collar, you got it. Blue, blue collar. <laughs> you know, that's why they're named that, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it has
4: nothing to do with music.
3: Nothing. <laughs>
0: Winona Ryder and Ally Sheedy were considered for the role. Uh, the, for, they were the first choice for Tia. Uh, Winona Ryder turned it down to do Heathers, uh, which we are all grateful for.
3: I we, could have seen both of them in that role. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. The, just very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dark, brooding, <laughs> angsty. Angsty. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, okay, here we go. You guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to take, oh, take, a, take a deep breath. <laughs> Dayan DeVito, Tom Cruise, George Went, Michael Keaton, and Ed O'Neill were considered for Buck, along with Robin Williams and Jack Nicholson, and Joe Pesci, John Travolta, Bill Murray, Jim Belushi, and Dudley Moore. And. Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Tim Allen, and
3: Jim Carrey. God. Wait, so every actor, in, in every the, single one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't buy these. Whenever I read these, I I'm like, I'm like, did you just put together a name <laughs> yeah, yeah. of all the actors of the like period? A, uh,
0: popular, uh, popular '80s stars. Let's just write yeah. them all down. You
3: know what? You know what that
4: says to me? It's like it, it says to me they had no idea and no vision of what this character is supposed to be like. Zero. <laughs>
1: like, well, that's weird because well, he
4: could be Jim Carrey. Well, it could be Michael Keaton. It's like fuck off. He
0: wanted <laughs> David Devito at first. Like it wasn't like. That, uh, uh, John Candy wasn't his first choice and this is this is John Candy and John Hughes's first uh, uh, thing together yes. well his first starring role uh,
3: in a movie this is like his first headline yeah. role kind of right uh,
0: so that's weird I can't see Danny DeVito doing that I Can't see, but um, no. Uncle Buck was released on August 1989 and opened, and opened at number one and made 79 million dollars wow so that is the story of Uncle Buck thus far. I have
3: one to add because I know you always tell me who, what actors and actresses were considered for the role. But there was only one <clears throat> that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So for the role of Bob Russell, mm. Rick Moranis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and how many times have we brought up Rick Moranis <laughs> <Yeah>. as, <laughs> as like being considered for some role? But mm-hmm. I, that would have worked for me. Oh yep. yeah.
0: I, he's such. A, uh, we'll get into it. But the dad is just
3: like. Ugh.
4: <laughs> Oh, he is he is the most bland <laughs> but, thing on earth. But it's great. But then but, Rick
3: Moranis would have just taken and they would have started added scenes with yeah. him for
4: no reason. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and that's it sucks because that would have been great, but unfortunately that's not the point of the no, character. No, yeah. we don't we it's just don't need it. it.
2: Like
0: I want my, my what my head just went to was Rick Moranis just like, like having more scenes written for him just because he's Rick Moranis and a good performer. They're like, well, maybe the character of the dad comes home for a little bit, and they and Uncle Buck and him have a thing. I'm like, well, now I just want to see a John Candy Rick Moranis movie. 100.
3: <laughs> Why didn't we get that? <laughs> well, thank you for doing that, Sean. And and like you guys know from thank listening, you, my you're welcome. <laughs> I actually wrote that in my notes. and Said thanks, Sean, for his hard work. <laughs> Uh, we always like to give the audience a little insight into what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it. So we're going back in time. We're figuring out where that nostalgia came from. So this is AJ's pick. So AJ, tell us about the first time you saw it. and What your rating was?
1: Well,
4: so this is uh, was in 1989, and uh, the first time I saw it, I was in the womb uh, while my mother was watching it. Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, and everything. No, it's uh, like a
0: rear projection. Yeah, exactly. In, in you know,
4: if they had the caption, closed captions on, and it was backwards, <laughs> but I, I I dealt with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Your
0: first words were,
4: "Hi, I'm Buck." <laughs> <laughs> he put onions in our eggs. Uh, <laughs> or no, sorry, he's, he's cooking, cooking our, our garbage. garbage. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I remember watching this. You know, it was um, it was definitely like the mid late '90s. This was a, a VHS that we had, and I'm I'm positive actually I do remember getting this and renting this movie. I remember the VHS, the iconic font and like pink and purple kind of yep. color yeah. to his yep. that uncle buck and i remember seeing that behind the clear plastic case vhs <laughs> clamshell case that that your rented yep. movies came in mm-hmm. and so that's that was uh, my first experience with it and we oh god i i i have to apologize to my parents for the late fees we probably racked up <laughs> on this movie and probably having to pay for it altogether. That was probably the most expensive VHS that we actually had, because I, I wonder if it made it back. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've definitely, if it did, then we definitely wore it out and got charged for the, for the movie itself. So I love how this movie is easy to appeal to adults and kids, because there's adult jokes and humor in it, and then that stuff goes right over your head Completely. as a kid, but you get all the slapstick and fun out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Uncle Buck's this big, lovable you know, idle man who's just basically a kid himself. Yep. And you, as a kid, you can attach to him and you can attach to the kids and like all the things going on in the house. I don't know. Uh, I loved it. It was, Definitely a mainstay in my house. We watch it all the time now whenever we're back for home for the holidays, and uh, it's kind of in our movie rotation for, for holiday viewing. Not that we think uh, not that I feel it's a Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah. but, but it, I do associate it with that. So I've got to give this this movie
3: uh, a, a 9.2 damn Damn. 9.2 well i was like you man i had uh i definitely rent i don't think we ever owned it Mm -hmm. we definitely rented it from time to time but for me uh for some reason the some of the other john candy movies were the ones that that was our family's like great outdoors summer rental those were like our family's Mm -hmm. john candy movies We will,
0: we will cover great outdoors i hope
3: we do summer rental too man (laughs) that's an amazing movie actually
0: never seen well Cat's out of the bag. I mean gonna no. seen it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, so I, I just didn't... Uh, I liked this movie, but it was just not as high up in the scale of things for me. So I was probably okay. I was probably just like a five. Like, oh, great okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, but I'd rather watch these other ones gotcha. kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how I remember it. Yeah. What about you,
0: Sean? Uh, this was well mainstay... Like, John Caney was just like the John Caney to, to like me and my family. Um, his movies were just like... Uncle Buck and Great Outdoors were just like in rotation all the time. I feel like like every every time my my brother and I uh, and my mom like had time to spend together. And we weren't off doing our various things. Me skateboarding and causing a ruckus. My brother a ruckus. being being uh, the <laughs> Did you football the ruckus <laughs> <laughs> son of a <laughs> bitch. Uh, and then my mom like had a, had a night off work. We would like we would watch Uncle Buck or Great Outdoors or yep. you know yep. Weird Science or something like that. Like any John Hughes movie, really. Um, but I loved it back then, and I, I it's it's the jokes when they came back to me were just like they still stuck, um, and I remembered loving them back then too. So uh, I'm gonna go.
3: A solid eight. Solid eight. Mm, right. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, you guys were definitely higher up. I was a little lower, but uh, uh, stick around. We're going to review this movie scene by scene, and then we will give it a modern-day rating to see how they've changed. But we've got one final segment before we dive into this full film review. Um, so AJ always hooks us up with what the critics and the fans alike thought about this movie when it came out with some reviews. Don't what
2: break do you, our hearts. Don't bra- no, break our hearts.
3: <laughs> break hearts? Yeah, I want to. I want to feel it. All right, all right, all right. So...
4: Uh, <laughs> classic, guys. We, you, where do we start? Say it with me. The tomato meter. Hey, yes, we yeah, do. All right. we, we didn't say it with them. I I was, did. I was talking to them. I was talking to them. the, yeah. the yeah. audience. The fourth I'm sure they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AJ told me he's been working
3: on some segments. He's like, right, right. I'm going to try to get them to repeat after <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah.
4: See how many of these people just say it to themselves alone in their car. Right. Gotcha. Tomato meter 63% on the tomato meter. Okay. Okay. Uh and and audience scores for this was seventy-six percent. Okay. So uh not not bad at all. The audience is obviously loving this. You heard that when Sean said it broke out 79 million in the on its yeah. opening and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, number one. Um seven on IMDb. That's how it came out. So yeah, it's not bad at all. Okay. And because uh,
0: like the greatest movie of all time is still a seven point nine. Really. Exactly. <laughs> according <laughs> according to
4: IMDB. Um uh, and then Metascore, as I give those to you, we, Metascore is a 51, okay? So actually less, less than even on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Raj did show up. Oh, you uh, knew, he knew he was going to show uh, up. So, so I'll tell you what Raj felt about this. So if I break in your hearts, Roger Ebert, the Chicago Sun-Times. Uncle Buck attempts to tell a heartwarming story through a series of uncomfortable and unpleasant scenes. It's a tug-of-war between its ambitions and its methods. He gave it a 38 out of 100. Wow! Hmm. So that's didn't been like it. Essentially, like a like a one star. Yeah, you know, one and a half. Now on the opposite end of that, still in the same uh, sleepy town of Chicago, where yeah. this is based in too, was Dave Kerr uh, of the Chicago Tribune. As long as Hughes is content to provide a simple, flexible format for candy, Uncle Buck is very entertaining. Hugh seems to have relaxed his usual controlling compulsively tidy style, taking full advantage of the improvisational talents of his star yep 75 out of a hundred okay. So okay. Opposite, opposite end there right And then I found I was like, all right well what are, what are the what are the fans? What do the watchers have to say that I will tell you I think this is the first time. That there was not a single one-star review. Uh, no way, on for this, real on a movie. There's not one on there on IMDb. There's
3: oh. always somebody's like, hey, I mm-hmm. didn't like uh, that the clown was drunk." Yeah, yeah. one star. The yeah. car, yeah. car backfiring <laughs> <was> wouldn't,
0: <laughs> wouldn't actually do that that much. It yeah. does, no, it
3: doesn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, that's wrong because I say it is uh, <laughs> one star. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I really love the movie. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> this one is uh, decent. Hughes, decent candy. This is a six-star review in 2011, a decent John Candy movie and a decent John Hughes movie, but does not really find good, a good niche for itself. The movie is very uneven. Sometimes the jokes are too adult, and sometimes they're too childish. I would hesitate okay. letting my kids watch this all the way through. But at the same time, about 40% of the jokes are obviously made for children. So it's hard to pigeonhole this if you are an adult and can stand some humor and this being very lowbrow and adolescent. Plus... Have a thing for John Hughes or John Candy movies, and this film is probably going to satisfy some centra in your brain. Decent film that su- suffers from some levels. Uh, all in all, enjoyable.
3: All right, six out of ten. I that's sort of uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. It's like about it.
4: as bland as the parents in Uncle Buck. Pretty
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Explaining like the the juxtaposition of like the the child jokes and the adult jokes is accurate because yeah. it. But I. I mean, we'll get to it, but I think it does a good job of mixing it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I've got two more for you. And better than I expected, genuinely funny with a great cast. Now, I think it's important to know that this was in April 20, on April 23rd of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't expect much out of old 1980s comedies. Too often the humor is stupid slapstick or mean-spirited and dated. However, Uncle Buck uh, is the real deal. All right. A comedy that holds up over time, with many laugh-out-loud moments. Cast is full of gems that would go on to be big stars, like Macaulay Culkin and Laurie Metcalf. John Candy is really good in his role. This movie has a current uh, IMDb rating of seven point five or seven, which is, so he's he's critiquing, he's reviewing the reviews. Yeah, okay. as we've talked okay. about, right? This movie has a current IMDb rating of seven, which is ridiculous. We always glorify the work of comedians and actors that die early in life. That's Ooh. in parentheses. Wow. But this is a comedy that does its job. It made me laugh. A solid five. A good comedy. All right. Last one for you guys. This is a, this is a two out of ten. Uncle Boring is more like it. <laughs> I love good titles. The title draws me in. This one did not appeal to me at all. I like John Candy and all, but this one is just wasn't funny as it, as it could have been. The poster of it makes it look like a laugh riot, but for the most part, I found this one rather dull. He says, the premise has the parents of three children having to go somewhere, and they need someone to watch the kids. They turn to the father's brother instead of being really funny, though. This one is only worth maybe a couple of chuckles as it takes itself too seriously at times, and it mainly becomes Uncle Buck and the older daughter fighting and challenging each other's authority. (laughs) OK, I mean, it. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that to some degree, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that's that's really what I found for Uncle Buck. Like I say, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of hate out there for this movie. Um, just kind of milk toast, right? But, but yeah, exactly. It's, they're just like whatever. I guess John Hughes and John Candy are good, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll I'll try it for uh, you know 20 minutes. There was literally a review I decided not to add it in because it was very long winded. But there was a guy who who goes through breaks down. Well, the the long winded front end of this and the walk-in, and it's it's too heavy and emotional in the very beginning and the soundtrack, and then you see the the kids interacting. There's nothing funny. I'll be honest with you, I shut it off after twenty minutes. It's like, why the fuck are you reviewing something? <laughs> if you didn't even watch the whole movie. Yeah. How are you how are you gonna do that? People oh, think their uh, opinions are important, dude. Yeah, they're just like, I shut it off after twenty minutes. Here's my review. It's that's, well, that's like it's
0: like getting like a Coors Light and you just like you love beer and you like you just got in from, you know, mowing the lawn or something yeah. like that, and it's like I'm only going to finish 20% of this. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> just fucking finish it, dude. Just enjoy it for what it is. Or like, you see, like, you have a party, and there's, like, beers all around, and there's beers that have, like, 50% of them in it already, and still. And yeah. you're just like, what the fuck? Who, who
3: did this? <laughs> That's... I'm gonna. That's me usually. Like oh I usually God. kind of set you my beer suck, down, and then I and I don't <laughs> do the thing where you turn the tabs. So you know, do that. no. So I just <laughs> well, I mean,
0: that's. I mean, everyone. Everyone does it now. Like,
3: yeah. So everybody's got the tabs yeah, turned. Yeah, so if you true. don't turn your tab, that's how you know what your beer is. Yeah, exactly. I'm turn
1: just...
0: your tab.
4: <laughs> every, no, <laughs> every now and then I get a little bit. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were going for it. Yeah, I know.
0: So you're trying to get something to come to you. I would, Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was
4: like, oh, it didn't. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Just let it go, AJ.
3: There's our jokes. Well, boys, what do you say we go to a bowling alley, give ourselves cliche nicknames, and learn toothpick tricks with our mouths? Here we go. Yes. Yeah. Bob and Cindy Russell and their three children, Tia, Miles, and Maisie, have recently moved from Indianapolis to the Chicago suburbs. Tia, being a teenager, is especially unhappy with the move and resents her parents for it. Bob's brother Buck Russell and his girlfriend Shanice Koboloski live in downtown Chicago. We learn that their long-term relationship has been rocky, especially due to Buck's commitment issues. He agrees to take a job working for Shanice that starts in the morning. That night, Bob and Cindy make arrangements to head to Indianapolis because Cindy's father has suffered a heart attack, but they can't find a last-minute babysitter. Cindy reluctantly agrees to allow Uncle Buck to watch the children. Buck arrives at their house late in the night pissing off Shanice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's just get it out of the way. Macaulay Colkin and Gabby Hoffman yep. are absolutely amazing. On yeah. fire
0: in this movie. One one of the best like I mean, obviously Macaulay Culkin a star. Uh, but those two, those two together, incredible. Like we hate children in movies yes. most of the time. <laughs>
3: no, we do. All the time, and uh, I loved these kids. They were
0: yeah. so good, so clever, and so good together.
3: Yeah. Two things from that opening scene, like I mean, Macaulay Colgan's incredible. He's like, "Your nails are digging in my arm, goddamn!" <laughs> Just the way he delivers lines at as a young kid. Is so incredible to me. And then, like, did you notice that Maisie was putting <laughs> Cheese Whiz onto cheese balls? All cheese balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great. I I never thought about I it. Know. We, we just talked ninety snacks. What the hell did we <laughs> kind of childhood did we have? Uh, I, I
4: I apparently there was not enough cheese on those cheese balls that she needed to put Cheese Whiz hey. like just <laughs> just wiping it right onto those things and popping them. What an after-school snack!
0: Yeah, it's there amazing. It that's how you figure out what you like. You know, there's not enough cheese on these cheese balls. So, and I like Cheese Whiz hey, put that smather that shit on there, (laughs) smather
4: I love that, you know, obviously uh, Maisie is just such a smart little girl you know, and she's like she's she can even tell like when she's like, I thought crap was a swear, and it's like, no, you're thinking of shit, she's like, oh yeah, that's right and later on she says, oh I am gonna tell though that you did say shit twice, even though only one was for real, it's just like (laughs) she's distinguishing all these things and I think that's that's hilarious, like like a character like development that you don't even think of. You know what I mean? She's obviously just very clever as a little girl, you know? And the same as with Macaulay Culkin, I'll be honest with you though. I thought Tia was like some babysitter that didn't even like, wasn't their sister. Oh, in When this? you first watched yeah, it, Yeah, when I very first watched it, I, I was like, I was like, I, it's like she's like not the mom, but I think she's like a baby, okay? Because yeah.
3: yeah, they didn't, there was no, there's just all of a sudden, there yeah. they are, the three kids in the house, and you yeah. don't know what's going on. Well,
4: yes, yeah. the dialogue goes over my head. She's like, when our mother figure isn't yeah. here, and <laughs> it upsets Macaulay Culkin, yes, and you're just like, it, it, like, I didn't put that together. I'm just like, okay, you're just like some weird, and then I find out later on, yeah, she's obviously the
0: sister. I don't have kids or anything like that, but it's just like. It, You know, she's in high school and Maisie and Miles are like preschool, like maybe elementary ish kind of thing. It's kind of a big gap there. And they I don't know. are They like step. Do you think?
3: I don't know. Yeah. Like like from a different because I I hate the mom. (laughs) She's terrible. She's, She's pretty bad.
0: I don't know why. And I'm so sorry, but I hate looking at her. I don't like her on this movie at all. I think they could have gotten anybody else.
3: I just I don't know what it is. So either she's an amazing actress yes. that could portray, like because they want, they don't want you to like her. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Want, they want you to show that she just is so pretentious and can't stand the thought of Uncle Buck coming in their house. Mm-hmm. So she's either an amazing actress or that's just who she was. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, kudos
0: to her. If that's if that's yeah. the way it is, then but
3: yeah. I re- distinctly remember not being a fan of of the parents, you know, yeah. uh, but what is it? Bob and Cindy Cindy. Yeah. I, when I was a child, I was not a fan of them and I still am not still a fan not of them. Fan. I mean, they're yeah. just like Bob's just such a like pushover <sighs> and Cindy is so goddamn pretentious about everything and yeah. like. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't. She has. She has no touch with her kids. She does, knows yeah. nothing about them. Such She's trying a, to be like ooh, my so amazing. disconnected, completely. Hockey was over two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win in hockey?
4: It was over two. So I guess you don't want a hockey stick for your birthday. <laughs>
0: Tia's
4: is just like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? That's why to
0: me, like it's like I. It seems that because because the contentious Tia and Sydney relationship, it seems to me that like, Sydney uh, came in later okay. on with to the family and like Tia's not hers and then had mm. miles and Maisie with Bob. That's I what, that's see. the way it seems like to me. And, but I don't think it's that way, but, uh, that's just, the yeah. yeah, that's just the way it seems to me. But, um, yeah, I, uh, Bob is, is literally like <laughs> the human embodiment of, a, a sigh. <laughs> just, <sighs>
3: That's him.
4: That's his his presence When he makes
3: the call and he hangs up, he goes, "Buck's gonna do it." He he was awake, uh, or no, he was asleep, which is a good sign. Now,
4: this
3: (laughs) is a good sign. Which I didn't, I I didn't understand (laughs) stuff like that as a kid. I'm like, so it was probably two in the morning, and you're like, well, of course he's sleeping. But then you go, oh no, no, like he's probably normally out just getting hammered and shit. Like if if you were to call him and he answered, that's not good, right? He's out, you know, doing his stuff on the streets, right?
4: Yes. One of the big things about Bob, and I kind of noticed this about I feel like it's almost like a like a dig that Tia makes early because it's a really heavy line. And she she literally says to Maisie, it's like, why do we even need boys? And Tia says, we need men so they can grow up, get married and turn into shadows. So that
3: <laughs> That's punched me in the face when that, I heard it this time. I was like, yes. Jesus,
4: harsh Harsh, hard. And then I'm thinking, like, is that a dig at her dad? <laughs> like, it yeah. just kind of became this, like, shadow of a man who had to shave off his mustache because Cindy just you didn't want to. Like, mustache
1: uh, off. You man, know, dude.
0: it's just like, holy cow. That's brutal. It's really <laughs> rough, right? I like uh, every face John Caney makes <laughs> in this movie is yeah. just like, I, like. Just being on screen, if you if you just if it was like a VHS of him just like walking, I'd be like, ah, oh, there he is, there he is, John uh, Candy. I, I love this movie. It's not even a movie; it's just like a home video of him walking <laughs> on a VHS. <You> know, <laughs> I love it. Like I don't know, it's it's just such he's such a good presence and starring in this movie. I'm gonna say it right now: he should have won a, an Academy Award for this movie. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get to all the great moments. And if you've seen it, obviously you know the great moments. But I just would like to say. I don't know if it's 1990 or 1989 uh, Academy Awards, but this is this is this is where our options for 1989: Dustin Hoffman, Max von Sydow, Gene Hackman, Edward James, almost, and Tom Hanks in Big. Um, Dustin Hoffman won that year for Rain Man. Oh wow! Which Man, I yeah. I get, but if it's not that, then 1990 we have Daniel Day Lewis, Kenneth Branagh, Morgan Freeman, Tom Cruise, Robin Robin Williams, and Daniel Day Lewis. Obviously, wow. if, he's, if he gets nominated, he's going to win.
4: Oh, of course. Was that? Last Mohicans or something, or what was uh, that?
0: My left foot. My left foot. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think he's not, a, not the, the academy doesn't like really recognize comedic performances. I know it. And, and with this, it is so he seems like your uncle. Yeah. yeah. In this movie, you know, like he is, it's just that cool uncle you like, you love to go see. And it's like, oh, we're going over to Buck's house, you know? Like, I don't know. He just exudes that so much, and I know that's kind of the way he is. Of he course, was I just think that's life. just who he is. Yeah, you know? and we'll, we'll, there's some stories that I, that I can tell later too that he was just a fucking um, a, like such a sweetheart on yep. set, right? Um, but yeah, guys, like it's, I, I think he should have won or got at least nominated for this. He's just so good in at this. Least a nomination. I, I literally have in my
4: notes. Like I, I do feel like this is his best role because i think so too because it, it is it is his like we said earlier it's his first real like leading kind of yeah. role you know and yeah he had great great players with him and like dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and stuff like that and Great outdoors or whatever and like um uh what else uh whatever else it was yeah. but it, this is like his standout and you're just like man you're right everything he does it is just like he's so so good actually by himself mm-hmm. i feel like he's at him at his best when he's by himself <laughs> cuz he's basically riffing off of himself somehow <laughs> and like when he's talking on phones like you know there's nobody on the other side of that no. phone and like <laughs> but you believe though <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know it or or when he's in the car talking to himself <laughs> he's just like oh my I mean, what's other t, t-, t- has t has got to be what, what 10 now 9, 10, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, the other kids uh, uh larry, like larry. And, little, little larry, uh, larry and little larry uh,
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the third time we've said that in episode. it's gonna happen so,
4: you know it is it's just it's really funny to just watch him and like he, he steals the show obviously even when they're just in that little bar diner thing
3: yes he's eating pie and <laughs> <laughs> or dude or even I mean there's so you know just to riff off of you like the the conversation he's having with Shanitha. give me what you do? <laughs> like give me, give me! Oh. Oh, oh, goodbye! I mean, no one, no even with the amazing actors that Sean read off earlier, like no one sells, no one does that, yeah, yeah. the way he did that, right? And in fact, I don't think they would even wrote that in script. Yeah. Or the Same. stuff like even the the China when he drops go like, oh, it's unbreakable, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just oh, shatters it, <laughs> <laughs> dude. And and you know, like I love his portrayal because as a kid. You just think of Buck, like Sean said, like, oh, it's just the cool Uncle Buck, right? It's He's yep. just funny. But as an adult rewatching, that is a very layered character. I, I mean, really there are, he's got some underlying things that he's clearly gone through some shit. Yeah. And like he but you know he keeps him hidden because he's just this super nice Guy in fact that really shines Through when um, when she's Talking about writing him a bunch of checks Yes and he's like no 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 no, come on No no." because like he's just (laughs) such a nice guy But then when she finally goes okay he goes Man, I shouldn't have been so nice. Uh, you know, but uh, do you think they'll. Uh... I think they'll catch a second party out of
4: state paycheck.
3: Yeah, I only like... say that because I'm moving some money around. Like, I just <laughs> love that because he's just too nice for his own good, but then it gets him in. He's like, no, I really actually well, Maybe do I need... should just. just if It makes you feel better. If it makes you. Be- oh, yeah, that's fine. No, okay. Yeah.
0: I have to bring these cuts up because I love when, and it's a, a lot of 80s movies that do this, especially uh, John Hughes movies, but when he's talking to Shanice. And she's begging him to be like, you got to show up tomorrow. Like, if you don't, I'm fucking done with you, dude. And he's like, Shanice, if I could think of an excuse that you would buy, I would use it. (laughs) Boom. Phone call. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and this is, uh,
4: I'll bring it up probably like eight times. This is classic John Hughes, like dynamics of audio and visual his cutaways yeah. and the way he does yep. things and this you have this nighttime like very somber looking visual but then that heartbeat and then the the whatever the yeah. monitor Beep. is Beep. And like the phone yes. rings and it's a just heart attack, like, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of implying the heart attack. Yeah. And I think that's genius. He's so good at, he's so good at implying like what's been going on because like, I think, and I think that's so great because when somebody's telling you a story or something, you don't get to see it. But when somebody like Macaulay Culkin can say to you, Macaulay Culkin can say to you. He's like, yeah, sixth grader was chasing me down the way. That's why he was running. Oh, but you never see really the sixth grader or anything like that, right? So it's like you just believe it. And it's just like uh all all those all those types of things that John Hughes does is just really great.
0: And it's just brilliant editing by my great, 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 hopefully not uncle.
3: Yeah, there we go. So All right, so the next morning, while Miles and Maisie take a liking to their Uncle Buck, Tia is not on board. He embarrasses her with his car when he drops her off at the high school. That afternoon, when Buck goes to pick Tia up, he discovers Tia and her boyfriend, Bug, kissing. The next day, (laughs) Buck takes the kids to the bowling alley. There he meets with a fixer named Raja. E Roger Caldwell, Caldwell yeah. <laughs> where he meets a fixer named Raja, where he makes plans to bet on an upcoming horse race, hoping to win enough to allow him to lay off working the rest of the year.
0: I got to say she's, she's so good at being an angsty fucking bitch. It's amazing. Like, like the coffee thing, dude oh. pissed me off. Like she's, she's like, doesn't say anything to him. He's he's you know, is he making the big break- he's making yeah, breakfast? He's making
3: his his specialty, he's, yeah, right? the, the, yeah. the, the
0: onion and eggs and shit, yeah. cooking their cooking their garbage. Yeah. Um, Would you guys have eaten Buck's breakfast? Fuck
3: yeah! I'm not <laughs> touching that grapefruit, but I'll eat the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a grapefruit. Too dry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know.
0: But, uh, she doesn't say anything to him. Just walks to the coffee coffee thing and pours pours a cup of coffee. Sits down, and drinks it, and fucking is disgusted by it. I'm just like, Yeah, You son of a bitch! Yeah. Just try. Trying to be angsty, like God mm-hmm. damn
3: it! Buck clearly has a lot of like life experience, right? Like he's a he's a street smart type guy. Yeah, he yeah. knows and, like, he sees suit. right through. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, yep. cool, yeah, yeah, I see what we're doing. That's here. a great point. Yeah, I mean, he knew. You could see, and just in John Candy's facial expressions, yeah. he, he just played that off. So, well, like, uh huh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's got to drink smile, coffee, like, huh? Yeah. A coffee drinker. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Don't you think it's also like it seems so strange to me. Again, Bob and Cindy Russell just they don't care about anything but themselves, you know like they wouldn't at least, try to wait until early morning to leave or right. at least wake their kids up and be like, hey guys, here's what's gonna happen imagine being a, an 8 year old kid <laughs> and coming down, like Macaulay Culkin plays it so well is the look on his face, he comes down and you see a giant man yeah. who you've never met before, who you probably don't even you know, he's like, do I have an uncle? and he's cooking breakfast and your parents are nowhere to be found. I now. love his reaction <gasps>
4: who are you? He's like, <laughs> so good. I'm your Uncle Buck
3: <laughs> do we have an yeah. uncle?
4: no <laughs> Uncle,
3: unfortunately, <laughs>
4: <laughs> fucking to you bitch. I just, I, It
3: just she's uh, for blood <laughs> like, the entire time. You just wish, like, yeah, that I just thought that was a dumb move on their part. Like, at least tell your kids yeah. what's going on. We've talked about how
4: movies would be different if, like, with technology today. Like, you think in 1989? Okay, so no cell phones. They've got to go through this this book, this book of like contacts yep. and stuff like that. That she's going the Nevels! <laughs> you know? Oh, look at the Nevels. and then. And then they're thinking, oh, we got to leave checks because I don't even know if de- a debit card was much of a thing no. back then. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't>, I <laughs>
3: highly doubt that right? was a thing.
4: And and so it's like, okay, so it's either cash or check, basically. They had that to point. fill
3: things
0: out in triple kit, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, and yeah, you, you just think, like, well, do you, and then they're leaving, like, oh, do you, did you write down all the numbers, the contact numbers that we, you can reach us at and all that kind of stuff? They have to call Buck at home, you know? Yep. And they aren't going to call him on a cell phone. He might be out partying. And he's like, He's like, no, well, if he didn't answer the phone, well, fucked. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <so laughs> That's true. It's just all those little things that, like, okay, if if only there was a little bit more technology in the world, things might not have been so crazy or yeah. hectic that, yeah, and then they just fucking leave. They're like, Maisie doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> no one knows.
0: <laughs> I like her, though, because she's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's like buck showing up seems like a challenge to her as yeah. as much as it is to tia to just dismantle this man she's just like okay let's see uh let's see let's see how like you know how much i can annoy him by being cute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Pretty much. But, but it's miles and Maisie immediately love uncle yeah. buck as they should because <laughs> they, they, they they have no there's no ulterior motives they're just like this guy's fucking awesome i yeah. love him yeah. that that scene with uh macaulay Dude. and john candy classic Ugh. dude it's the best like yeah, it's so my good. favorite scene in this movie the back and forth and i did read something too like apparently uh john candy being such a beautiful man like we just wanted to help right so he yeah. he like wrote the macaulay Cogan's lines on his forehead yeah. yeah so that he could read them back to him really <laughs> quickly because i mean that was a very rapid fire succession yeah. yeah unbelievable scene so cool
4: you can get so much done with editing and whatnot but to, to have there just that emotion that same emotion on their faces back and forth. Like you wanted to capture that, you know, it, it'd
0: make editing way easier yeah. If, yeah. if you can nail it. Cause he probably, he probably did the two shots and he did the wide and that's it. But you want it in the wide, you know? Yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's a long story. It's an even longer, longer, story. <laughs> even a longer yeah. story. What's your
4: record for consecutive questions asked
0: 38. I did read the, the noise of Buck's car backfiring as a gunshot and a firecracker put together. Yeah. Unbelievable! It's, it's like boom. You
3: know? what, what? There were there were actually and Sean, I wonder if you agree. There were some really cool shots in the movie, like visual shots. The my thing, my favorite was when the when the car peels away from Bug. Bug's trying to lean yes. in for a kiss. Yes, almost runs over him. Yeah, but they kind of like they they angled the camera on the mm-hmm. outside, and then as it pulls away, it's this. Camera shot of just this cloud of smoke going past Bug. I mean, that was a really it's cool, really cool. It just shot.
4: Engulfs Bug. <laughs> you
3: know, really? How do they do that? It's amazing.
4: I know. I love it. And, it. and by the way, again, this is this is an iconic back and forth right here too. Yeah. With with Bug, <laughs> you ever hear of a tuna?
1: <laughs> 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 you ever hear of a <laughs> ritual killing? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, well, I do get he it. Just <laughs> immediately. You ever know on her face like that in public again, you'll be one. <laughs> <laughs> he, just,
0: he leans in for the kiss. He goes, bow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love how he's just on it. He, <laughs> like, as soon as he sees him kissing Tia, he's just like, this guy's a fucking you, idiot. You
3: schmuck. <laughs> well, and I think it's sort of implied as an adult, like, John Candy has even said a couple times, he's like, yeah, life was good. Yeah, I think John Candy was kind of like the player type. Mm. Uh, back oh, in the day, yeah? like he was sort sure. of like a bug, right? Yeah, and and so like he he again he's street smart, he's life smart. He sees that guy right away. You know, yeah. if it were me, sure. like if he saw me, he'd be like, "That's a nice guy. I bet that's a really nice young man." Sure. But he sees Bug, and he goes, "No, nope, I was not, not this guy. Yeah. You are nope, <laughs> right?" Because and yeah, that's why he immediately develops that. No, 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 I no, like no. That. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: It's funny. Yeah. It's it, it, as soon as he's like, as soon as he says it, like the con- condescending comment. He's like, <laughs> he just knows. He has it ready. Like, yeah. He could have. He could have said something nice, like, "Hey, dude. Like, this is actually a nice car. You know, besides the sound or whatever." But no, he does that. He's like, "Well, I knew. It, I knew
3: this was coming." Yeah. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole. Is that the scene where he's like, he's got the hat on. He goes, "Do you think it's the hat?" No. People it, hate this hat. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
4: It's when she, they drop out and he like. It's like, by the way, this this high school is full of like twenty five year olds. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> and all these kids, I feel like I kind of want to just hate. Dude, off the bad. There the was thing?
3: there were particular movies like this where when so when I first saw this, I was not in high school. Yeah, and I remember going, I don't want to go to high school. This is like the <laughs> I don't most. go there. Yeah. The
0: the fashion that these kids, these adults have in this movie is atrocious. This is the most like 80. This is what I don't like about 80s. Like they're all like, I don't know what it is. Like we all know 80s fashion is, let's say unique. Yeah. 80s fashion <laughs> in the winter, however, right. most right. of them look like they're wearing straight up carpet or rugs right from a, from a car interior. You know, like yeah, I know. And like, oh ironically, wearing
4: yarmulkes in the couch to get their jacket,
0: <laughs> 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 wearing yarmulkes and berets. <laughs> like, what the? F- I swear, I saw a yarmulke in yeah, there to, to keep their little part of their head warm. You know, no, no, I don't think that's how those work. No, offense on yarmulkes. I don't think that's. But uh, I, I just don't. I'm in like the like the round sunglasses and like, it's, it's fucking cloudy cover out. You're like, you don't need sunglasses. It's just, right. it was a trans- trench coats.
3: It was a transition. I mean, this is 89. Like there was a weird transition from the eighties into the nineties that mm-hmm. I took a couple years to just be like, yeah. where are we going here? What's happening? Where even, um, a couple things that this was one of the first films that actually, you know, like back in the eighties, the teenagers music of choice was that's rock right. and roll. Right? right. Right. And this was one of the first movies to change that to rap music. Fucking right. Tone Loke. Dude. Tone Loke Tone. and young MC dude. Right. Like, they, they, like there was some, so, so you could feel like that was just a transition as they were figuring out what was happening where they didn't intend to make that, but that's just things were changing. That's right? what's
0: beautiful about these movies that we cover, especially like this one. It just, it, you're right. It's just, it does seem like a, like a transitional point, like period, you know, yeah. or like a dot dot dot. Mostly, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's it, it's cool to see like fashion. <laughs> try try and like try expand to evolve. Try, <laughs> try and involve into something that we can look at that's not uh, preposterous you know mm-hmm. not wearing rugs and carpets on your head and, uh, it's just yeah that's a good point
4: <laughs> i love this I, again when when they drop him off and he you know fires off his the backfire on his car and everything when he's pulling up and they're doing the back and forth. No, I got my orders. So I'll pick you up. And it's yeah. just like, you stand me up today. <laughs> it's like <I'll> get you <laughs> naked and walk you to first class. And then, uh, but the, what you were talking about, is like, you think it's the hat? Like he had to come up with that a little bit, right? Like, cause he's just got all this free space because he doesn't have anybody to like play off of. Like these kids kind of know their, their lines, but he's just like, you think it's the hat? No. It's like, uh, a lot of people don't like this hat. <laughs> it angers like, It angers people, just the sight of it. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> it kind of does, though. He's right. Like, I don't like those hats. Well, uh, yeah. And, and it,
0: that's it, me with the fucking kids in high school yeah. and what they're wearing. He's
4: <laughs> like, oh, I'll tell you more about that on the way to school. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't have to say those things. No. But John Candy did, you know. They so. could have immediately cut scenes and gone to the 100%. next one. Have
0: you 100%. ever been this embarrassed in your entire life? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. There was about a five-second pause there. He yeah. really thought about
0: it. Oh, yeah. I love when he gets back home and he's just chilling with the dog, yeah. watching TV, going through TV channels. <laughs> and he's just, it's just a static shot on John Candy and the dog. He's, one, like he's just eating cereal straight out of the box. Yeah. And I love that about <laughs> it. And just watching TV and the dog just chilling. And then cuts – to the TV, back to them. He's passed out. Dog's <laughs> passed out. No fucking legs, just like <laughs> out. And he's scratching
3: the dog. And he he like moves <laughs> he his legs. <laughs> There's the but there's take the take sl- that Carl Marx, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and that is the slapstick aspect of this movie. Or it's, it's those <laughs> things. It's the car backfiring. It's the, the I'm moving my leg. Like that's where people talk about it being very slapstick. Well, and that, that's why you liked it as a kid, maybe because there right. were those funny moments. And
0: it's such it's such a good like directing choice for me too. Just because if you have a such a good actor like John Candy or a performer like like even Laurie Metcalf later on in the film, you don't need any like like editing stylistic choices or anything like you don't need like a cool angle or anything just put the camera on the performer and let them perform because it's john candy and he will fucking make it golden and, in mm-hmm. and, and that shot is just like how is this fucking so funny without like any stylistic choice whatsoever you know yeah. i i just love it i that's I like you like to see flashy things from directors sometimes like you know Tar. Tarant- I'm a huge fan of Tarantino he does a bunch of flashy things but when he knows he has a good performance he'll just stay on him and that's the best move to do because that's where it's at you know that's Don't where cut you're away. you do right I love I love choices like that in-, in movies and this was a good <laughs> one yeah
4: his kind of follow up phone call with with Shanice And she's like, well, I have to fill this position. Like, it's important to the company. It's important to me. Like, this is what's going on. I can't sit here and wait for you to just get off your ass to come and and work, basically. And he's like, well, why don't you give me a week to think about it? And, uh, you know, well, if you find somebody in the meantime, maybe get them on there as a part-time basis. And uh you know, we'll see in a well, week so we'll, How I'm doing And he's just like It's totally on his terms He loves it And he's just making it up As he goes He's like He's just like Okay, well I have to go now <laughs>
3: like, Okay, babe Bye okay, Bye-bye,
4: bye-bye. Mm. He's like, He
3: thinks legitimately he's
4: like, he's like That was a good phone call I Yes, think. he, he <laughs> believes
3: That that was like oh, We did good stuff there no, it, was, it was good I made that phone call I'm glad I'm glad we had that conversation <laughs> Okay, bye-bye Bye-bye mm.
0: Did you guys ever catch him Telling her what he was actually doing though Or did he Did he keep that from her Until
3: I, she No He ha- I think it's implied He okay. had to have I think that that's What the conversation was When this The Just give me okay, I think okay. I think he would have said Hey babe I'm leaving I have to go Right Cause she doesn't seem Surprised by it When he When he Later in the movie when he makes the phone call for her to come right right, right. look for look after the kids, okay. so I think that was just implied maybe gotcha. right? okay
0: yeah I'm, I'm I'm with that it just seems like because he's doing such a good deed, yeah he's like you know yeah, so that's why he feels good about it, yeah, he's like well i you know i I just can't I, I gotta do this for my brother, you know it's I like got these kids like I got loyalty man. <laughs>
4: All right, and welcome to KWI. I don't have to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Shanice Kowalowski. Kowalowski Tires for all of your dining.
0: Kowalowski, I love that name. And, uh, <laughs> so like the Polish Chicago. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. Totally. <laughs> so... New segment on the show. What prop would you want from this week's movie?
1: Oh yes, I know oh, where you're going. I'm, I'm going, going with Buck going. Russell's
0: bowling ball. Fucking hell,
4: that's what it'd be for me. What about you? Uh, the toothpick. The I, I, want the oh, toothpick. I, I want
0: the toothpick.
3: I want the toothpick. Call me pal. It's like <laughs> fucking Christ! What a skis ball! But, dude. And dude, he's got his fucking bottle in his and finger. His I'm gonna he, start doing that. I, I think you want a beer? <laughs> no. No.
4: Oh, you must be you must be college girl, right? Cheerleader. You look firm. It's like, what the hell oh are you saying, man? I like how he's like, it's, Lord. it's
0: virtually impossible to get pregnant at a bowling alley.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not if your pals.
4: pal. <laughs> Brand new Ford Bronco
3: right outside. <laughs> Red. But, yeah, Red. Not, not to like, but you do, a lot of people wonder about, you know, like, you know, there's, there's more of a... Uh, women you know, I don't want to say women's rights but you know like hey yeah. don't talk to women like that yeah. and some people are like oh well, like, what do you mean mm. like but then you look back at periods like this where like yeah. that was totally acceptable for yeah. that for pal to walk up and basically verbally assault this this young woman yeah. Yeah. she was just like yeah this again yeah, I, I just have to. I just have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's why it's like well, it's good that we're making a shift towards like, <laughs> hey, don't do that. Don't be that way.
4: I think it's and it's, you're right. It's like it's also important to see num- I think it was the reason I think that that presence of Pal, the guy who's clearly gotten his ass kicked three times before, <laughs> clearly that mood, black eye, busted lip, like all that stuff, and and it's probably so herpes in there as oh, well it, in well, his mouth.
1: Well, he.
4: You have him, and then it's important to see somebody like Buck come up and say, hey, you got a game going somewhere? Get the
3: fuck out of here. I'll kick your <laughs> yeah. fucking ass and again. And that camera angle yeah. from way down, yeah. looking yeah. up at Buck come over. Like, that is a menacing oh, figure. Buck. Hey, oh, man.
1: Hey, Buck! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah!
3: Don't you got a game going somewhere? Just shows you how small you are, you piece of
4: shit! <laughs> like that kind I, of I, thing. I,
0: I like how it, uh, the the filmmaking in this too shows how vindictive Tia is because when his when Stevie Ray Vaughan comes over and his son, <laughs> is talking to about, him about, I was like, <laughs> "Is that Stevie Ray Vaughan?" E. Roger him, Caldwell, E. Roger Coswell, <laughs> dude! Like, I looked. I'm like, "Is that not Stevie Ray Vaughan?" It looks exactly <laughs> like him. If
4: uh, I have two things, number one, I always thought I always thought. Was a bad guy. He's not actually a bad guy. He's like he is his fixer, or like yeah. he, like his his he owes you and he owes me. He's talking about a good thing for the Correct. both of them, right? like You know, it's your whole year, like you know I'm doing, i'm it's a good thing coming to us. I used to think he was a bad guy, like because well, they, they had to step away. They had
3: to step away to have a conversation, yeah, kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Right.
4: And I I thought it was like a more menacing conversation when I was a kid because I didn't understand what they were what really saying. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was like, no, okay. So Audre's not actually a bad guy. He's just unaware of his
3: surroundings. <laughs> well, and, and I think maybe that's where you were going that mm. Tia, Tia, like you continue to hate her so much. Like, Roger, Roger Caldwell actually was like a very nice guy, and yeah. he was, "Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. a very friendly guy. I'm not sexually assaulting not you <laughs> with my eyeballs." And yeah. she's like, "Ooh, you know, yeah. like, okay, wow, thanks." Well, okay. Also, because
0: I think he brings up Shanice, and this is where uh, Tia finds yes. out about Shanice, and we'll, we we have scenes about that later.
4: <laughs> I've done this before. I've done this exact same move <laughs> with <laughs> that John Candy does, and he's like, he's like kind of doing like that. <laughs> stop it! now, <knock, laughs> hey, hey, hey. brushing crumbs off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so my favorite good. little movie That's <laughs> Um, to answer your question, Sean, a little bit a little bit more clearly, though, uh, we, you're asking about what prop do you want
0: from yes. th- this movie? I do want this to be a segment, because I think okay. it's fun. This is the new segment. So I good. fucking love it. You do the tooth. You're the toothpick. He wants the bowling Mike. ball. Because he already... You can't take... The... You can't say the
4: same thing. So right. I did want the bowling ball, okay. but I can't have it. And so then you're like, okay, toothpick. I'll take the toothpick. hilarious in a weird way. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he gets caught, and I hope he chokes on it. But anyways. That makes my
3: mouth
0: hurt when he does yeah, that. Yeah, oh, God. God. I used uh, to do that, though. My my,
4: my prop from this movie is the entire fucking bowling alley. Yeah. Oh, I man. want the yes. entire place. I want to <laughs> hang out in that. You got those guys drinking like, like high, high life yep. and like oh, yeah. just hanging out and and, and polishing their the balls up and stuff like that and and they're all playing their league shit and I would love that. I will. I want that place. All the wood paneling and the old beer signs. You know if
0: this movie took place just a, a few years later yeah. that Jeff Bridges would w- come walking in yeah. with with Walter and yeah. and Steve Buscemi and he would I mean it's like the exact same. Bowling always feel comfortable like that. Yes. And Big Lebowski really captured that Completely. really well. Completely. But this movie also does it, it does. very, very well, and I, I do agree with your prop there. I your did location, but I, I did. will get it.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we, I did read sadly um, final note that the exterior of the bowling alley was a different shot yep. from the actual interior, and one yep. was like in a suburb, and then another one was actually like in downtown Chicago. Unfortunately, they since they're both then,
3: gone, both have been demolished. Yeah, so, darn. Yeah. All right, well, let's move along. So the next morning is Miles' ninth birthday. Buck makes him huge pancakes for breakfast. That afternoon at Miles' birthday party, Buck assaults a clown named Pudda for being drunk. Tia attends an outdoor gathering at a local park with Bug. They contemplate a romantic encounter in Bug's car, but Tia decides she is not ready. Buck interrupts them when he drives up and intimidates Bug with boasts of his skills with a hatchet. (laughs) Dude, so I, I did not realize this. You, did you know who Putto was? Putto the clown Mike was. Mike yes. Star, like it blows my mind that to that is Mike Star. This
0: this rewatch, I'm like, holy, where do I know that voice? Because you can't recognize you cannot him at recognize all. him
3: visually yeah. at all. No. So so for those that don't know, Mike Star, uh, he's been in so much television and oh, movies, yeah. but most notably for me, he was uh, Mental in Dumb and Dumber, yep. and he was Frenchy in Goodfellas. Like yep. he's just been in. So you see his face, you know him. Yep. And you cannot recognize him in a clown suit, not at all, dude. <laughs> like, and this is
0: one of his, like I think, one of his first roles. I think maybe, but it's just like, whoa, that is him. And like you love, I mean, you you know him from Dumb and Dumber, like my Milesa. <laughs> he's just he's just got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got that like. That uh, that New York like yeah. gangster voice and yeah, Frenchie and, and Goodfellas as well. But I was like, whoa, that is him. Couldn't like, believe in it in a fucking clown costume.
4: The interaction between these two um, is pretty hilarious. And then he comes in, he, and he, I love I love it when he's standing outside the door before Buck answers. He's just like. I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, that's fine, fine. That's, all, that's all they're gonna get That's all they're gonna get <laughs> He's hungover yeah. yeah, he's, just, just, he's like It was an all night Bachelorette party And he's just like He's like you, been, you have a couple drinks This morning Like what the hell Are you doing
3: But there's Buck's Life skills again yes. Buck yeah. immediately knows This guy's drunk Because Buck has been there before. Yeah Like Buck's true. been
4: that I Think if it was Cindy That answered the door Cindy wouldn't have Fucking She wouldn't have <laughs> Realized that Until
3: it's too late You know uh, and, in my opinion. Uh, think,
0: yeah, no, that's a great point. And, yeah, And
3: yeah. it also goes to show you how terrible of a mother Cindy is. She is so out of touch that she orders this clown <laughs> that, is, that Miles didn't even want. Will, yeah, didn't want the clown.
4: And this is like I have to imagine that this is some sort of like like adult clown kind of idea, yes. all night bachelorette party. He's like, you know how that goes, and he's like, you you need, you need any dildo jokes, and he's yes. just like, are you are you kidding me? What? Like, I, I why are you here? Like, who are you? It's it's obnoxious.
0: I love because he's so hungover. I love the shot of the the door the doorbell. Button or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like, his hand's shaking, he misses it at first. And then he fucking tremors <laughs> because he's
4: hungover. Yeah, oh yeah. It's
0: such he, a fucking funny bit. He,
4: like the, the the there's that very subtle sound when he when he misses.
3: The Foley artist was like, yeah, we got to get this just right. We got it.
4: so the the other thing I heard is like um a part a part of like a staple of of the director or whatever is this is this term for flushing. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about mm-hmm. it? Apparently, it's been, a, it's been a lot of John well, Hughes movies. Uh, Four and Flush
3: and Carcass is Home Alone. Four, yeah. I know
4: that for a fact. Right, yeah. Yeah. And this is like kind of a staple. And I, I just think to myself, like, Four flushing, like you low life. Four flushing, sack up, <laughs> and you're just like four flushing. And. and then I think to myself, so four flushing. So you're f- so full of shit that it takes four, that's, four that's flushes to get it down. That's where I was going with it. Right. That's where I was going with it. Okay, okay. I, okay. With it. okay.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's
3: good. <laughs> I'm into that.
0: Pooter the clown, put it The clown,
3: put it there. Fucking pooter. <laughs> it makes no sense. But then again, Cindy, Cindy is a terrible mom. Yeah, and they're no just clue.
0: Okay, then then we like cut to uh, uh Tia and Tamara now Tia <laughs> and and bug uh just making out they're we just party at yeah, like pavilions in state parks now. it actually looked kind of cool. it looked kind of fun. Like, just, I want to hang
3: there with my friends just the, I'd, the, I'd the be music that. the <laughs> music
0: is just like doom' can't Dun, 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 dun. it's just like so like kind of dark and edgy is like yeah this really is what is. teenagers do when when you're not watching them cindy this is what they do they go make out with bugs it's a make out oh, hill yeah, like, yeah. Oh. they go they go and light trash cans on fire and then sit around it and and, yeah. and drink and drink bad old beer
3: <laughs> <sighs> i do i do like when buck buck waves he goes oh hey everybody and they all kind of go Hey. <laughs> hey. mean. Cuz honestly, they're kind of
4: dressed like him. They kind of They kind of are. Are, like right like they're all wearing like goofy hats and like long trench trenchy coats kind of vibes like and you're just like okay okay like I get mm-hmm. they, I feel or, like you're getting along with, better with him anyways like uh or w- where he's coming from. Yeah. But when he goes in And he just starts just saying all this stuff to Bug and basically threatening him. Mm -hmm. You're just like, good go for yeah, it that's all I, that's all i have to say about it it's just
0: like good i'm glad i do he, i do like the actor shit. who plays bug though he i think he's super good yeah. like he his facial reactions too to like uh all of bucks um, the hatchet and yeah, shit like all, that all of his like threats and everything like that he seems so scared and so genuine he, he,
3: well he does and then like she and then tia clearly wants to like no we need to make out in front of him right yeah. now and he's like he eventually opens <laughs> his eyes and yeah. is looking over like no we're actually not gonna make out right yeah, now no, because uh, i no, don't I want to do it in I'm front totally, of that I totally don't want to rape you right now. It's <laughs> yeah, Ew. exactly. Not, yeah, we'll wait till later. Wait till, wait till later. later. Wait till yeah. later. Wait
0: till, the, wait till
3: the jumbo
4: party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make, make you make you feel uncomfortable enough to do things with me because yeah. I'm a terrible person. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I usually keep it so so sharp you could circumcise a gnat. Wait a second. Gnat? Bug? Ooh. Sounds a little resemblance
3: there. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Did you guys see that? uh What Buck's car was? I had to look up what kind of car that was.
4: It was a uh, like Lincoln.
3: 5. No. Mercury something. It was a Mer- It was seventy seven Mercury Marquis Broham, <laughs> and I don't know. If that's how you say it. it's B R O U G H A M. Like, hey, what's up, Broham? Bro. Like, but dude, did you notice that the the shocks? Like, they made <laughs> reference to like we did get new shocks, but I don't yeah. think he got the shocks he never because got that car. Every dude, was, time he closes the trunk, which yeah. is multiple times, the car just goes. <laughs> wah, wah, and every wah, time he parks, wah. you can just
0: see them shake. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: it's so funny.
0: It's that such car a is good, a boat, dude. It's, it's such a good like character uh like a, a character enunciation mm-hmm. for for uh, uh buck himself it's just like he would be driving a car that backfires like a shotgun and has suspension that just cannot handle anything <laughs>
3: he's a large it, man too you know he needs yeah. all that space like
4: so it looks it looks like that car every time he is driving it it's about to like bounce off into space <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's insane like like the very first shot of him driving out to the suburbs and mumbling to himself about the kid's names. <laughs> that car is just boom, 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 boom. That's all the car is doing. <laughs> I can't believe he can even talk to himself. Exactly. The
3: <laughs> so the next morning, Buck attends a parent teacher conference for Maisie. Buck's relationship with his girlfriend is further complicated. When Tia's tells Shanice that Buck is cheating on her with the next door neighbor, Marcy, Shanice drives to the suburbs only to find the next, na- ne- the next door neighbor, Marcy, and Buck, dancing in the living room together, seemingly confirming Tia's accusations. Unable to stop Shanice from storming out, Buck gets drunk and looks forward to winning at the racetrack the next day. One so, of let's, the best we should dive, We should just dive into that. In the
0: entire movie, Tone Loke starts up, fucking wild thing is such like a good like this is where i first heard this song and i love it so much um it made me like want to buy the soundtrack i like told my mom like i need this song i I want i want to listen to it and just like walk from the bus to to home you know um (laughs) tono's got such a and we'll cover him next week uh but such a, a great voice um but him at the
3: urinal Is such Well first of all His cigar smoking Dude. He just walks in The school <laughs> with a cigar So hey Moments that seemed Fine back then That don't seem fine now yeah. he literally walked into a school unannounced yep. roamed the hallway <laughs> yes. smoking a cigar yep. and no one cared yeah that doesn't happen no that will never no happen enough. ever you, again you, you can't go, do
0: that not in that trench coat in half <laughs> oh no. my God. you you it's the tsa when you go to schools now man yeah. they, they take take your shoes off i don't even know this they, but they probably, probably do, do. Yeah, <laughs> i imagine
3: that's accurate
4: yeah yeah he, he, like, just kind of peeks into a classroom and startles
3: that teacher. just <laughs> like, oh, God. But then the teacher doesn't care. Yeah, she's like, she's oh, that's like, probably oh, just whatever. some guy. Oh, a yeah. random man. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. But that, you're right. I mean, that was like, a, what, a a 15-minute long scene from the minute he pulls up? To the school to when that scene's over, mm-hmm. and I I think it's one of the best that all from start to finish.
0: It's such it's that physical comedy too when he's oh like God, all yeah. those all those kids are like in the stalls <laughs>
3: with their feet dangling.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got to bend down to fucking take a fizz. It's it's such a good moment, and then. We got
4: to Mrs. Horgarth. This is a scene I I literally will watch over and over again. Like I'll rewind it a couple of times because I'm just like I I want to see you just tear into her one more time. Like it's crazy. That that's just me. But I,
0: well, I one one more note about like just uh, trying to piss in like a, a little kid's. It's it's like trying to fuck standing up. There's just there's just no good angle to it whatsoever. <laughs> you just can't like you can't like. You can't, like, maneuver. You got to, like, bend down a little bit, but then, like, get on your tippy-toes sometimes. You guys know?
3: That's actually my go-to move if I'm if I'm in public. Like, let's say I'm tailgating and I just got to pee, but I got to go behind a behind car, is the one knee pee. Oh, yeah. Like, knee? that's my move. So and, and he confirmed that. kind of the tripod. Yeah, yeah, oh, you just, yeah. And you're hiding. It looks like you're maybe tying your shoe yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. but you're actually Oh, peeing. yeah, that's
4: just, uh, that's just me behind the tire <laughs> of this car.
3: <laughs> so, so, Oh, sorry, man.
0: No, yeah. So, so Mrs. Horgarth, I, I love this. I love... Cause there's like a a little kid there sitting next to him. That's next.
3: That's pretty gothic. That's pretty he's, awesome. So she's like
0: next, and then he's like, "I'll I'll, I'll head in there for you, but I'll, I'll give you a little bit of time to think about this." And which was clearly him just wanting to get this over with. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to do the kid any favors. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's such a cute moment with him because he like gives a little little kid a little pat on the leg. He's like, I'll, "I'll take care of this, man. I'll, I'll get in there and soften her up." Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. I love it so, I, It just speaks to his like warmth and everything. I like as soon as that happened, I'm just like, I got to look up like stories from the set and everything. So we'll, we'll get to Mrs. Horgarth and, and her bitchness. But, Man. um, I heard that on set, um, Madigan, the, I think it's Cindy who plays Cindy. Okay. Uh, said John Canny was so professional and warm person on set. Uh, and then, um, the, the woman who plays, uh, Tia, Jean Louise Kelly, uh, he, he got a cake for her on her birthday on set Amazing, and we'll just, we'll just do these extra things. And we would just like come on set and be professional. Uh, there was one time where he wasn't professional. I'll get to that later, but, um, Oh, I heard that yeah, story. it's, it's, it's just, I, I just love his performance so much and I, I can't say enough about it, but, um, this is one of his best comedic, Moments of his career to me like this. This Mrs. Horgarth scene is so funny. Oh, my God. He, he just goes
4: in on this and she she thinks she's got this pin.
0: Yeah,
3: because well, she I would th- I would argue that normally she does. Yeah. But someone like Buck with that life skill and that yeah. experience doesn't always come in there, you know, because this isn't this isn't a
4: this isn't an authority figure that he's going to respect. No, because he this is somebody that's just like. Lording herself over these these children, and obviously he has some respect for for kids, of course, yeah. You know, and and she's like, I've been an educator for thirty one point this? three years, point three years. Just <laughs> like flinches, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like, and she's she's literally, she even says like, we aren't dealing with fully developed. Adults here People Yeah You know That's why I call them Bad eggs She calls them
0: silly hearts Yeah And What a fucking horrible Yeah Bitch term And she just
4: She throws her pencil down Like some sort of mic drop
3: Yeah she mic dropped Exactly
4: (laughs) And you're just like You're like No (laughs) No, I'm not doing this (laughs) Yeah And it's like it, it just tears into her <laughs> like the fact that <laughs> the fact that like you're talking about a six year old little girl who is trying to just be herself and figure anything out that she could possibly do. And she's got to worry about your ass coming down on her. If you so much as scowl at one of these children, I love it so much. Have a have a rat. gnaw that, that thing, thing off your, off your face. face. <laughs> Good day,
3: day. Adam Dude, and when he like, that's my. I think that's my favorite quote of the movie is, "Buck Melanoma, B- Molly <laughs> Russell's wart." I fucking. I mean, that is G. Whoever wrote that is just fucking genius. Yes, I'm the wart. No, I'm the. That's what they call me. Old, the, buck, old
4: Buck, old Buck, wart melanoma. Wart melanoma. Hi, hi just, how
0: are you? That's just about enough of that. <laughs> yes, I yes. Uh-huh. Molly's my one. growth.
4: She's my growth. My, I'm the, I'm the wart.
3: <laughs> that's just about enough of that. He's like yes you're okay that's good I didn't want to keep going on that (laughs) thank you you know and and, and a couple things on that like had Cindy gone in there she would have rolled the fuck over and that's what I think what normally happens when when parents go in there her daughter and she would have come down on her daughter I
0: love how they cut to the kid outside too when he's blasting her and he's just smiling (laughs) his ass off it's such a good moment
3: so I I had two things did you know I never saw this as a kid, but. It, when they cut to the scene of where Maisie's in class, yeah. there was a girl sitting next to her. It was Anna Chumsley, Chumsley, Chumsley. Chlumsky, Chomsky. Oh. Chlumsky, Chlumsky, Chomsky? you know from my from girl, my girl, yeah. yeah. But this yeah. was before that uh, because then obviously her and Macaulay Culkin went on mm-hmm. to be in that movie. But she's sitting to the right of Maisie in oh, that wow. classroom. No lines, no nothing. She's just right there. Wow. She's yeah. credited as just school, girl school or girl or yeah. something. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: She later on she'd have her heart broken by some bees.
3: I know. But also, I what I didn't, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was trying to skim right <laughs> I'm over sorry. that. Shut up. That is this very sad. That scene. <laughs> yes. No, but I, I, I take it back. I said that that whole entire 15-minute scene was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I did not like the cut, that weird cut to the Maisie, Maisie in her school. Yeah. When he goes blasphemer, uh, Like, yeah, yeah. is that is just a... Did that actually happen or was that like a... What Buck thought happened in his head? Because that makes yeah. no... That teacher... Then going Blast me, Ma! Like I that made no sense to me. That I hated that.
4: The the whole interaction up until that point yeah. when he shakes the ruler is like honest, honest. And mm-hmm. it's like it's like, well, why was he microwaving your socks? And they're having this normal conversation yes. and then it just turns. And I, I totally agree. Uh, it you. was just
3: and it, it was a weird placement of it. Like yeah. he was right in the middle of the Horgarth scene. <laughs> Yeah. And it just cut to that for five did it, seconds. Did it seemed like a
0: flashback.
3: Is that what you I don't know wondering? what it was. Like maybe. I mean, I I it clearly was there. a flashback. That's why she was in trouble. Was because right. of this. But why did they have to show that? Yeah, like, I take it as it was
0: happening. Like like when they were talking about oh, okay. her. Okay. It was happening yeah.
3: at the exact same moment she was
0: in class. But I get that. It it is kind of a a, a jarring scene, and also just the look of the teacher is. Preposterous! <laughs> really he's is is. not a teacher. I don't no. like him at all. He, he's like a him. he's a failed musician. Yeah, is. <laughs> is a failed jazz musician yeah. Of, yeah. All, of all things. You oh, know, yeah. jazz
3: is just a series of wrong notes. It really it is. is. Yeah.
0: It's just so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Let's talk. Let's talk about jazz. The rest of this episode. <laughs> okay, <actually>. cool. <laughs> right. Hey, thanks for
3: tuning in, guys. This is now a jazz podcast. You can find it on Patreon. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are, do you guys? Can we move on to uh, the, the Lori Metcalf scene? Yes. Okay. Is there a big sexy guy, guy in here? In here. <laughs> this is one of those things that goes right the fuck over your head, and this is like. Wow if I did have a young kid I might be like I don't know if I could show him this movie When he's fighting the washing machine <laughs> <laughs> These are these are Things that he was saying ready yeah. Get ready here I come yeah. Come on do I have to talk dirty To you Open up for daddy. You don't want the crowbar, do you? I'm going <laughs> to shove my load into you, whether you like it or not. <laughs>
2: that, and,
3: that's, and it's hilarious, right? Like, for me, I'm like, that's really fucking funny. But my God. Yeah. The implications thing. of what was happening there right. is pretty frightening. I and do
0: believe I've said those the, like I do believe <laughs> I've had that like same interaction and that kind of cadence towards my insurance company <laughs> yeah. just being really really mad at them. <laughs> I think I
4: think and and again when you're a kid I don't even know if I like like um processed what he was really no, saying no, of course not at right. All. So so then and then you kind of think to yourself whoa whoa why has she got like mace and why is she gonna be like she looks psycho <laughs> yeah. she looks like the crazy person here no. you know what i mean and you're like oh no this time around i realize what's going on i'm surprised <laughs> she stuck she around thinks cindy's in that room <laughs> Cindy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're like oh uh and and then then everything kind of calms down and you realize that no uh marcy is pretty much a psycho and I, was kind gonna, of a crazy person. I think she
0: might be A psycho killer of men Yeah I think it, she just might be My a, name
4: is
3: Marcy Marcy nice. <laughs> No, Marcy Dahlgren Frost Dahlgren get, is my maiden name Frost was my married dame I'm get, single now But I kept the frost I get, I get compliments on the hyphen <laughs>
4: just, like, I'm sure you do I'm sure you do <laughs> I fucking love Laurie Metcalf <laughs> She's so good man
0: <laughs> her, She like She didn't have to like Bring a character to this no, movie No But this is a Like her cadence And it's just like She's obviously divorced Many times <laughs> Many times um, As we know From the hyphens <laughs> Um <laughs> it's just her like you're you're bored you're not doing this you're not this. like <laughs> she's just you like need a, sp- a little adult supervision yeah her her assertiveness towards buck and i'm sure she's just like this when when she goes to the bars and stuff too right. she's like you need a drink you're going to buy me a drink you know? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay i guess I, 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 well, no the,
4: the second time we, we, we see her come around i don't know i there's about 100 she she looks she looks like the Dalai Lama or something. The first scene that we see, her. and then to come back around, and she's got this like almost like riding thing. She looks like
3: she looks like she's riding horses. She, she looks like the
4: the, the front man of, of Foxy Shazam in this in this next scene, next with <laughs> like scoops ahoy attire. Yeah, yeah. Stranger and, Things. And you're just like you're like okay, wait a second, wait wait a second. And and she is she's just asserting herself into this, just showing so herself. And then, obviously, this this moves us along into when they're dancing, which is another scene that I just I I sw- it's, it's only honestly the part that I rewind about this is his reaction when she dancing.
3: No, saying. that's the best, dude. Because the camera the camera keeps going down and up with him while he's doing that unbelievable dance move. It's so good.
4: Heart's beating like a
3: rabbit. <laughs> cardio, She's just, like hanging on him and shit. The, uh... the camera goes back and forth and as he continues <laughs> to do it, he goes from smiling to, oh my, gosh. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Oh my god. He's just still... Uh, got the, okay, <laughs> well, I better stop. Hi, babe. <laughs> this Hi, is uh, Marcy. What? You knew yeah. it was Marcy? Yeah, and... And man, this is, again, like
4: Tia is just out oh, for bitch. blood, man. At his throat she didn't the even entire realize time, realize what she's doing, and 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 you watch them. Uh, just crumble Just fall apart And then at the end of this Marcy's like I guess I'll just Go home and wait For the Federal Express man <laughs>
1: <It's>
4: <laughs> Moving like, right along like, Wait to <laughs> fucking Tear his off And his head
3: <laughs> off And kill him Invite him in For some dancing Yeah Ugh. <laughs> Quote unquote I'm a huge Roseanne Like I think Roseanne Is oh, yeah. one of the best series Of all time So I just fucking love her She's incredible Yeah I think it goes to show you The, the depth of Uncle Buck's character and how he He's got those underlying things you don't get it as A kid but when he then gets drunk Mm. And he's sitting there by the Fire and he's like just talking to the Dog the loneliness comes out and The like man I messed up and I And like but it's all gonna be better tomorrow Like he's telling himself that So that he can feel good Mm -hmm. but he Knows that it's just like nothing about this is good I'm, I'm, I'm finally realizing this Sucks and that John Candy just Portrays that so well. He's such a great actor when he's sitting there being drunk. Well, yeah,
4: you're you're exactly right. It's that depth of character that we don't get, we haven't really seen yet, and that he's he's kind of getting this vibe of what it is like to live a life yeah. like this mm-hmm. and have have the kiddos in a house and do all that stuff and have some responsibility in his life, and it makes him be a better person for it. And then he gets kind of shut down by this after he has been trying. And it's like he's just – now he's just like, you know what? like And I love it. He's just like, you know, they used to tell me, Buck, you got it made, man. You got it made. (laughs) And I did. I had it made, and now I don't. Why don't I have it made anymore? He says
3: now nobody says that anymore. That's like a deep cut, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody says that anymore. anymore. Shit. Because he hasn't changed. yeah It's just everyone around him's priorities – our time Fifteen yes. years, he's been the same yeah. person, yes. you know. So. And but everybody else has said, yeah, you did, you did have it. It was pretty cool back then. That's, but now, I really like my life.
0: That's the gist of the Cornetto trilogy in a whole. Really. Um, I, speaking of him drinking, uh, Candy went to a bar one night with one man before filming, and John Hughes heard this man uh, on the radio telling, regaling a story that he took John Candy to a bar and then took him back home or whatever. And and John Hughes heard this story on the radio the next morning and saw John Candy and was like, you're not filming today. Mm-hmm. You get the fuck out of here for a sec, man.
3: Amazing. So it
0: was just the one time he kind of he kind of fucked up, but right. still well, kind of a funny story. And
4: John Candy kind of tried to pull an Uncle Buck pretty much yeah. and say, well, my character's supposed to be disheveled and kind of, you know, in, <laughs> I'm this, fine. in this view of the world, you know what I mean? So I think I can do it. And he's like, nope, pack it in, bro. <laughs> yeah. Today you're not doing it. That's so funny. When, when he's talking to Mrs. Horgarth, whatever her name is, um, Miss Malinoma,
1: <laughs> and
4: you see on her desk, and I don't know if this is something that's just like, uh, John Hughes does these little things. And remember when Marcy, or I'm sorry, Shanice slams her hand down after that and she puts her hand in blue ink? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's Dude, a blue ink I saw that. on Mrs. Har- Horgarth. Horgarth. Horagogarth. <laughs> Miss Malinomas uh uh desk yeah. the blue ink pad and I'm like I I I just have to think that like John Hughes or somebody's just playing these little jokes or something or putting these things on a desk or maybe it was just a prop maybe I'm overthinking it but I'm just like there's another yeah. blue ink pad again mm. actually C-pad. thought she was
3: going to slam her hand down <laughs> at it, like too, yeah. And, and the, it too yeah and maybe it would have been too too much you Ooh. know All right, well, let's finish this off. So the next day when it's time to depart for the track, Tia is nowhere to be found. Buck realizes he has no one to babysit while he goes to the track. He considers taking the kids with him, but doesn't. Instead, he calls Shanice and asks her to put her feelings aside and watch the children while he looks for Tia. That evening, Buck finds a party that Tia was at and busts into a locker room only to find Bug with another girl in bed, not Tia. Soon after, while driving the streets, Buck finds Tia walking home. When she realizes Buck knows what occurred, the two have a heart-to-heart talk. Back home, Tia confesses to Shanice that she lied about Buck's flirtation with Marcy. Buck and Shanice make up, and the next morning, Bob and Cindy return home to a repentant Tia and an uncle who departs as a valued family member. Mm. Mm.
0: I love the scene where one one of his acting chops... That's not like really seen from John Candy whatsoever. Is is the scene where he has Mandy, Macy, Macy Mm, and Miles Miles in in the back seat, Um, and it's I I I read that it's John Candy's one of his favorite moments that he's ever captured on film. Is John Candy's react or like him realizing that like he can't take these kids to the. He's trying to
3: talk himself into it. Yeah,
0: he's he can't he can't do it, and he's he's just kind of like biting his his knuckle and like just what what am I gonna do? Um, It's it does like seem. Out of character for the movie, it, it it just seems like a little weird for me. But his his performance carries it through, and I think it's kind of an underrated uh, performance in that aspect. Like I've been saying, I think I really think he should have got nominated yeah. for this. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's one eyes, of his moments. Man. Yeah,
4: you can just see in his eyes in the that the that rear view that, especially. Yeah, yeah, and. And that was one of these moments as a kid that I thought I thought I don't I don't I don't take understand taking the racetrack mm-hmm. I go I go see the racetrack Horsies, too man I always go and I, I hear racetrack as a kid I was like yeah we're going to see the race cars yeah and, right. <laughs> like, and my dad would take us to the dirt track what's and the big stuff. deal that was fun you know and but it was like the racetrack this is a gambling establishment it's kind of like taking them to like a, a bar pretty you much. Know? that they're going to to just drink or something, you know. It's not a it's not an environment for kids. Yeah. And that's what I didn't understand as a kid. People
0: like Pal are there. Yeah,
4: exactly. Oh, yeah. And you you know, if, then again he was uh, they were at the bowling alley. But yeah. it's, <laughs> it's it's, that, yeah, it's, right. it's <laughs> family fun, you know, and maybe not so much like that way because I saw the league dudes just, yeah. you know, sitting around. But yeah, like Smokey I, didn't, was there. I didn't think Sorry. about it, you know, I just didn't think about it that way. And then now I realize I was like, wow, yeah, like he almost did that.
3: It mm-hmm. was know? It was gut-wrenching, and he actually, he was going to make two giant mistakes. He was going to take these young kids with him to a track, and he was going to let what he knew was going to happen to Tia happen Happen. just for his own personal gain, right? Yeah. She, she don't want a to listen to
4: anybody. He's he's mumbling to himself. Yeah. She don't want to listen to anybody. He's anyways, go, go do what you she want to says, do. She wants to do that. That's go to a, a party, party. all night party. That's you know what. That's, he knows no, she's got to do that. She's going to do whatever she
0: wants anyway. She doesn't listen to anybody. And that that whole rant is from the perspective of the kids in the back seat. Yeah, which is super cool yeah. because I, I'm like you know seeing your parents argue as a kid is like oh shit what the fuck's going on yeah and it's just like that he's he seems genuinely angry and like well, I, you know what fuck it I'm just, I'm gonna yep. do what I gotta do you know yeah. I'm gonna bring these kids to the track brilliant brilliant choice to have
3: that as a perspective. Of Maisie yeah. and Miles mm-hmm. And they're so good I just love how smart the, You yeah. know what that means Jumbo party Jumbo party <laughs> They're so fucking good you can man You put that on a platter And serve it up hot Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I don't know If you guys saw that Like I, I was watching this With my wife Molly But the scene When Shanice arrives Yep <laughs> that Correct me if I'm wrong That's what Inspired Home Alone Inspired Home Alone Just that Unbelievable little scene Where Macaulay Cogan's Sitting on that Stupid little chair yeah. And he's got his chips Yeah and he, <laughs> His little snacks He's, he's waiting He's for camped out Yeah <laughs> And, and it's kind of scared me as a kid, like when he I opens know. it up and the three robbers yeah, are like, why? why Why are we doing like, what's that for? <laughs> but, I, yeah, it's 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 his imagination. Yeah, yeah, right? I yeah. remember
4: I remember asking my mom when when I saw that, I was like, well, where'd those three guys go? Right. Because I was just a little kid. And I yeah. was like, she's like, well, it's just his imagination. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, no, cause I don't as a kid understand that kid's imagination because I just have my own imagination as a kid.
0: Well, 100 percent. I'm pretty sure I saw Home Alone before Uncle Buck. And yeah. I, I was just like, oh yeah, it's yeah. Home Alone.
3: Yeah, we're like, oh, they're gone now. That's what I thought oh, about okay. too. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was so. Uh, Shanice goes hi. <laughs> like, I love who plays <laughs> Shanice. Is that uh, Amy Madigan? Amy, Amy Madigan. Madigan. Yeah. And and actually, Amy Madigan and Gabby Hoffman in the same year were in Field of Dreams together. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> Amy Madigan was Gabby Hoffman's mom in Field of Dreams. They right. came wow. out. Yeah. They came out in the same year. Yeah. God, that's Nuts, crazy. right? Um, when it's like, can
4: you show me your driver's license? <laughs> Can you take it out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. See, <laughs> can you take it out of there, please? Take it out. <laughs> yeah.
3: She's got a glove <laughs> in her mouth. It was pretty
4: good, man. Oh my God. It's so good. The, uh, uh, the oh, the, go ahead.
0: Uh, I just I like when he's he's heading to find Tia. He's he's got Madigan or uh, uh, Shanice uh, watching the kids and everything. Uh, he's he pulls up at like a stoplight. This <laughs> this two random couple. <laughs> just like your car on fire. Cars on fire. Your car's <laughs> on
4: fire. <laughs> they both say it like because they're very concerned. <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah yeah. yeah. No, no. You guys know where I'm at. to party might <laughs>
3: Yeah, our son's there. Uh, My niece is there. Don't, don't don't wear that hat; they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for the tip. And what does he do? Wear the hat? He, he doesn't hat give a him. shit. That scene didn't need to be there at all. No. I fucking
4: love it. <laughs> Cars on fire. Cars on fire. So yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just a little oil. <laughs> when he gets to the house and like, and he's just working his way through. Like I said, I love. You know what? He he would be fine being here if he wasn't on a mission. You know yeah, what I mean? He'd yeah. be like, whatever, because I just got a free beer. He's, you,
3: he gets the <laughs> sure. beer. Dude, you almost feel like he actually was forgetting why he was there, and he's actually kind of like, I like this. <laughs> yeah. This is fun, yeah. right?
4: Oh, is this the grassroots? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I know what I mean. By the way, grassroots, was just a, a completely irrelevant reference, but the grassroots, who is also was Creed Braddon was in that from The Office, He oh. plays Creed oh, in The there Office. Yeah. There, there we, we go. That was his band. And the grassroots wow. i was like what the heck it's amazing is just such a weird reference that he says the grassroots for whatever.
0: Reason. it's a funny reference yeah. I, I love the editing leading up to him getting there it just seems like it's it's such like a a, a fast editing kind of fast pace uh lead up to it. it just seems like a fight against time but a fight against abstinence yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a fight for abstinence i mean you know yeah, gotta, oh, yeah. we can't let her get deflowered just yet you know? no.
4: No. not by bug not, not by, by bug. bug a bug deflowering no. <laughs> wow you no know, Need any bug spray going
1: on in the Bug spray. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Yikes. Too, too, too far? Too far. No, cool. no, I,
4: oh, I no. like it. I like I it.
3: Love it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm jumping jumping in front of you guys on anything, but I audibly gasped when he opened up the trunk and bug was in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Audible, like, oh my God, he <laughs> fucking kidnapped he someone. Did. He did. You, <laughs> holy shit like i mean back then people would be like yeah whatever he's a piece of shit like yeah. good good for you but like if someone did that today it's straight up kidnapping that is you're going to jail mm-hmm. i mean he is still a kid you have to think about that bug yeah.
4: is still a kid he's yeah maybe he's, he's 15 older.
3: 16 17 maybe he's
4: like the older guys you know schmoozing yeah. the freshman girls I, I think he is and i think he's like yeah so that means he's got to be 17 or 18 yeah you know what i mean And but at the same time, he's still a kid. Mm -hmm. You 40 year old man who you just you just kidnapped this guy and threw him in a trunk and taped him up. I forgot
3: all about that, man. I couldn't. I mean, they could have done they could have done without that. Uh, they he could have just he took out his little gun, (laughs) like they could have just implied like I took care of Buck, right? Right? I fucking screwed through his penis, uh, (laughs) or whatever. But then yeah, but then they do that, and then like the golf ball thing. I was like, yeah, I do,
0: I do love his reaction when like because he's just gone through being kidnapped by Buck, his his arch nemesis. He's probably been in his nightmares, you know. Yeah. He opens the trunk. He's like, I want you to say you're sorry. He's like,
1: I'm sorry. I'm I'm fucking sorry. (laughs) Oh god.
4: Oh, I love that good. reaction so much. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. He's just so like I'm am done with this, man. Fuck. By the way, that that uh, that whole in like when when Buck breaks into that room, it's pretty spooky. Okay? Like it's like it's got that <laughs> that high hiss yeah. horror movie vibe and it drills in and I'm just like, "Oh man, that's so creepy." What's happening? <laughs> and then it's got that triumphant music French horn. Just like all right, Uncle Bug. Uh, yeah, Uncle Bugs here. Oh, it's not Tia. Yeah, it's not Tia. Mm. And I, I also, I never understood that. By the way, I didn't get so that as you a think, kid.
3: Do you think that she went to the party, but Bug had just moved on to another girl, and she found out, so she left? Or do you think Bug like tried to do bad things to her, or maybe did do bad things to Tia? I think I think she showed up and uh he was just, he was
0: already drunk probably okay. and she, and he was just like immediately let's go to the room and she's like fuck no what the fuck are you talking about and he's like fuck you bitch i need i get another girl bitch. i think it was the
4: prude i think it's something along those lines like they were there and you know they were already getting far enough along when they were at the little pavilion thing in the park and He's like, you know, tonight's the night for me. I'm going to, you know, me and T are going to. I'm mm-hmm. ovulating. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's what he said. I'm in sequence with the moon. And like, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, okay. And she shows up and he immediately wants to just do, right. get down to business. And maybe he went through
3: that same thing with her. Yeah. And she said, no, fuck's yeah, like
4: like, No. And uh, part, of me, part of me thought, maybe part of me thought that the, the scenes leading up to it, It was actually Tia, maybe. Yeah. Like, that. he was making his moves and stuff. Oh. And and doing those things, and it was like, that was maybe that was Tia, but now it switched up. But I don't think that's the thing. gotcha. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, that's where my brain was at, you know, as a kid. I was like, oh, no. Like, then cans Tia and goes on to girl number two. So...
0: I do. I do wonder one thing: if they like just paid all those party goers, like all those twenty year olds, in gum because they are all chewing gum. <laughs> really? Really? And just like, I, just, I just noticed. I'm like, God damn it! Every single one of them has a stick of gum in their mouth. Yeah.
4: It's like it's the wet hot American summer vibe. You know? <laughs> it really
0: you to, is. You man. have to give
3: a piece of gum, and then you like, it's like make out party. You got a stick of gum. Stick. I th- thought you never asked. You God, we're gonna have to <laughs> fucking do that. We got to. Uh,
0: we we kind of we kind of move on to um, his apology to. <clears> uh, Uh, Shanice and Tia's kind of Helping out they've they've kind of uh, amended Their differences and everything like that so she wants To help him out now Um, and is He's behind the door Listening in like trying to like he's Giving her a script obviously (laughs) And um, she's not really Buying it at all Uh, I love I love that aspect of him. Like she punch, she kicks the door open. He he dodges yeah. the first one, but not the second. One. Yeah, it's so good. There's your there's
3: your slapstick comedy yeah, again, right? Oh,
4: God, is, yeah, it's it's so funny. He's like,
0: uh-huh. and he kind of like
4: <laughs> leans up, like concerned. And then like, like, was that a, Was that a sign? It's like, is this should I be paying attention? And then yeah, he just goes for the double whammy on him. Oh. Hi, hey, honey. Knocked out cold.
0: When and then when the, the parents show up, the, the only thing I would like, it's it's such a weird moment with uh, Tia and the mom. Just maybe just because I don't like the mom just at, at all, but <laughs> it, I, I do like their kind of embrace. Like she was kind of good in that moment. Where, it was pretty good. Uh, it, this it's the only like really 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 awfully cheesy moment to me in the movie. But it's it's still like doesn't bother me at all. But. Um, when he's hanging, he's hanging out with Shanice and miles and Maisie in the kitchen. He's like, your mom has something to talk about with Tia and stuff like that. Um, and then he crashes all those pots and pans. <laughs> and the editing of it, they fall for like 90 I minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's <just> like... Because <laughs> there's, like, there's like 10 different shots of, course, of the same thing happening.
4: It's like the Mr. Sandman uh, shot. Exactly. Or, or scene, yeah. You know, like when they're, he's trying to sleep. And oh, yeah, yeah. He's like rolling over eight times. It's the <laughs> it's same, the same time shot of him rolling over. and Kind of weird. It's, a, it's another John Hughes antic, I think. And I, again... John Hughes, is he, he the way he puts together a movie? Is he's almost every single time he's you're going to end up in the same place that you started with some sort of revelation, mm-hmm. right? Think of the Breakfast Club. Everybody walking in and going through that. The music is iconic enough to the scene and like all this stuff. And there's them walking in, and then it's them walking out at the end, changed. And then like in this, it's f- same thing for John Hughes. Him, it's Tia walking home alone. You know, and coming in, and it's that same music and the same idea of her standing there. And then, but now she's standing there alone, but then waiting for her mom. The same music's playing. So that's my thing. Like with John Hughes,
3: where you start is a good
4: indication of where you're going to end, mm,
3: to a Interesting. Degree, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. I, well, I'm uh, Bu- sorry. Oh, yeah. And Buck and Tia, I mean, they were both the most. Stubborn. Mm-hmm. They were both so stubborn in their ways, and they both have now completely changed. And it's just that nice little. They're kind of like Vernon you
0: know? uh, and yeah. uh, what's his name? Yep. Uh, Bender. Bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of like they're pretty much the same person. Yeah. They're just they clashing way yep. too much.
3: Right. Um. I know you don't like freeze frames, Mike. No, I do. You like this one? I fucking I, f- I cried, dude. Like I, I tear up whenever John Candy has a freeze frame. I miss him. Oh my so god, so
0: much. And just watching this movie, like, and this is this is John Candy's movie. Like, it is John Hughes for sure, mm-hmm. and everything in between. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's John Candy's performance that makes this movie the best. And that freeze frame, I think, embodies his entire yep. personality. Yep. Um, as as a performer, as as a human being, I. I'm, I'm, I teared up too. I, I just miss him in movies. Yeah. I miss, I miss yeah. that person uh, so much. And I think it was just perfect the the way it ended like that. He was 38 years old when he shot this movie. Damn.
3: Yeah.
4: That's, that's how old he was. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then it was in 94 that he, he had passed away suddenly, <sighs> you know? So yeah. that means, that means he was only 43, 40, 42. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 40, 44, Way too something.
4: young. Yeah. Yeah. 43. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. Just too young. And, uh, you know deprived of his presence yeah. way too soon. We yeah. we definitely miss that guy. Yeah.
3: Well, AJ, this is your movie, man. This is your choice. So, how did it Critical Eye, Confused Breakfast Eye, how did it hold up for critical you?
4: Critical Eye. You know, Critical Eye means I <laughs> I took the adult viewing, you know, as opposed to the child viewing, you know. It's a of, different uh, experience. It's just a different experience overall. So, the dialogue makes more sense to you and some of the slapstick or or childhood comedy doesn't make as much sense to you, right? So you view it from that completely separate angle, um, and I think that's what's really important to take away from this. Now, that being said, wherever I didn't get it as as a kid... I got it as an adult and wherever I got it as an adult, I may not have gotten it as a kid, you know, so vice versa, whatever. Meaning I'm finishing this the exact same place that I started as a, at a nine point two.
1: Mm, yep. I didn't
4: change it all. Nothing. I, changed. I enjoyed it so much again. I love watching it. I can watch this movie as many times as I want and not really get bored with it and still rewind the parts that I rewound as a kid.
3: So I was a I was a five just because I had better uh, in my mind, better John Candy movies that I liked. Yeah. Um, On on rewatch, there were some it, it felt a little weird to me that there were like so many different stories. There was like five. It was a slapstick, but it was a drama, but it was a teen movie. But it was it just felt a little discombobulated for me at times. But if John Candy and Macaulay Culkin were not in this movie. I would fucking hate this movie. Mm. I wow. think it would be yeah. a. T- I think it would just be a terrible movie. Yeah, that I would probably not give a shit about. Terrible, really? Absolutely. You because I to take them out. Okay. Put, put in just random people. It's just like, eh. That's true. Put in Michael Keaton. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> no, I, mean, I like Michael Keaton. <laughs> I know, Mr. I know. Mr. Mom, Mr. Yeah, Mom. yeah Mr. Mom. I guess, yeah. fucking love Mr. Mom anyway. <laughs> but I, I just think I, I just don't think it's a great movie in general without their performances. But their I performances see, right? are so. Unbelievable. John Candy's the fucking man. Uh, So, like, for that, like, is it still, is it like one of my favorite movies ever? No. Um, but would I watch it anytime it's on television? Hell yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I'm going up to a, to a seven. I mean, I was a five. I'm, I'm definitely improving. I think it's just a good movie. Yeah. Just a good fucking movie. And I miss John Candy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, without them, it wouldn't be the same without John Hughes's voice. I don't think it would be the same, especially like you could put someone else in there and it'd, it'd be like a, it'd be a passing grade movie, yes. yeah. you know, yeah, like a C minus yeah. just with John Hughes alone upon rewatch. I haven't seen this movie in forever yep. and it's just charmed the shit out of yep. me. And it's all John Candy. It's all Macaulay Culkin. It's all, uh, Maisie, Maisie
3: uh, even Maisie. I'll add her she, to that She list. was so yeah. good.
0: Uh, I, I even like, uh, I mean, obviously Laurie Metcalf, you can't go wrong with, um, it's, it's I, I miss it. Like, like I said, man, I miss him so much. And it, this is just his performance. This is his movie. uh And I'm going to reiterate once again, he should have gotten nominated yep. or yep. some sort of praise for this performance. It is incredible. Uh, I'm an 8.8.
3: Well, so we all, uh well, we all increased or at least stayed the same. Look at that. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. As of the recording of this in mid-May 2021, you have to purchase this on a streaming platform or subscribe to cinemax uh which apparently i was already subscribed to oh, good so for you. i finally figured that out now i can <laughs> cancel that subscription yeah, I, I
4: actually found out the same thing I actually, here's the sad thing i think i purchased it on on alicia's amazon yep. and then i found out that apparently i already have the cinemax free of trial on mine <laughs> of
3: course you do <laughs> so i'm a piece of shit so <laughs> well and continuing with the weekly content uh tune in next wednesday we are changing it up we're giving the people what they want. Mm-hmm. People want more, more, more movie reviews. So uh, we're only going to do one mini bite per month, three full movie reviews in a row. So uh, next week we're keeping with the movies. We're hitting Disney's Blank Check, <laughs> oh, and in two more weeks, then we're sticking with classic movies. We are doing my pick, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Let's do oh, it, man. Like, like, listen, listen, to that lineup you did. Yes. So, uh, so that's about it. AJ, tell them how we can get out of here,
4: guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. So, yeah, if you're if you're gonna go ahead and, and click us off right now, I hope you left us a review on whatever platform that you're listening on, or gave us a thumbs up, or made sure you subscribed. That you left us a review on Facebook if you are listening on Spotify. Um, but at the same time, subscribed. So make sure you're doing that uh, on any podcast platform that you're listening on. Tell us, uh, tell your friends about us, and uh, please follow us on the social Meads.
3: Social Meads, dude. Get on there. You
4: got Facebook at Confused Breakfast. You've got. Uh, Twitter, confuse be fast, Instagram, get it back over to confuse breakfast, and of course TikTok, confuse breakfast. Find all of our fun tidbits on all those platforms. Um- and for the love of God, do not forget, guys, we love doing this show. And the reason that we're able to start giving you more content is because of Patreon. Yeah. And that's what we want to do for you. And uh, if you can help us out on Patreon, then we're going to give you even more as it continues to grow. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I got an idea. That.
3: Let's let's click off this episode and then let's, just for Patreon, let's yeah. talk John Candy's entire filmography. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. That. We're
0: going to do that. So, Do you, so, want, do
3: you really want to miss that? I don't think you do.
0: As, a, as an avid listener, do you really want to miss that? No.
3: Nope. Right now out you're out thinking, you're like, what are they going to say about something? rental rental. Exactly. Do you think they liked Great Outdoors? Like, mm-hmm. What are they going to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was 1941 their favorite John Candy movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have all these questions yeah. that, yeah. and that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Not, it. it's, it's kind of a mediocre role, but we're going to be talking we're
4: about talk it. About you it. can get all your John Candy questions answered and more about what we think about yep. him, I guess, <laughs> 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 on the Patreon, so you better make sure you go and subscribe.
3: And all the links
4: are in the show notes, so that's all you need. There it is. And, of course, make sure you give us a call at where, Mike? 319-804-9596. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can follow me, Sean SeanProw237, on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you very much.
4: Cool. AJ Vens, anywhere on social media. AJ, A-Y-V-E-N-S. AJ Vens, anywhere on social media. Uh,
3: you can get me at Buck Melanoma, <laughs> <Moley laughs> com. <Russells-wart.com. laughs> that sounds like a dot .org. <laughs> That's a dot .org. That's dot yeah dot, dot .newsfeed. .wart. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Bye. Bye. I love
0: you. Seeking the truth never gets old.